The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Happy MLK Day. 888-900-3393. Of course, have you heard, did they actually go through with the canceling of the Arlington Parade that they said was off last week, late last week? I thought maybe they'll come to their senses, you know, maybe they'll figure this out and allow the governor of the state to be an honorary grand marshal. Not the actual Grand Marshal, just an honorary one. And uh, and maybe, they'd, maybe they'd, they'd go ahead and honor MLK Jr. with a parade. They did not do it. Wow. So, so they said it was canceled, and mm-hmm. they, they really stuck to that. That's, that's impressive. That's great commitment. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, you'd rather just not, just not honor the man uh, than have a white person there. Who's all of whose policies were racist, if you remember correctly? All of them. I can't. I can't specifically name one because there's just too many swirling through my head. It's impossible just to single it out. Uh, so it is uh, MLK Day. It's a day when I think we realize that we've taken many steps backward in in the work that we have to do with race relations. Seems like we were in a pretty good place prior to Barack Obama. And now, uh, is there any question we're in a pretty bad place? I don't think so. Uh, GM has introduced a driverless car, uh, a car so driverless, it doesn't even have, it doesn't even have a steering wheel. No pedals. It's just a dashboard on there. And you just, you are literally just a pass, passenger being taxied around by this car. I'm, <laughs> I'm not ready for that. Anybody ready for that? Regulators with uh, the U.S. Transportation Department say they're going to carefully and responsibly take a look at it because uh, GM requested that they do a test on it and see if it works well enough. They um, They want it to be approved, but the problem is there's a whole... Because of the alterations to this car, because it's driverless... It defies a lot of safety records. You know, a lot. First of all, you have to have a steering wheel <laughs> uh, to to pass safety standards. I think in every state, uh, this doesn't have one, so they'd have to circumvent some of those laws and regulations. But uh, Secretary Elaine, U.S. Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow said, "It is now coming to the stage with the rapid advancement of self-driving technology that this request is now a reality." So we'll review the petition carefully and responsibly. GM on Friday unveiled this car, the Cruise AV, an autonomous vehicle with no steering wheel, no pedals. They announced they asked the National Highway Safety uh, Traffic Safety Administration to exempt it from a number of federal standards. They have planned to introduce a large-scale fleet of self-driving taxis by 2019. Wow. That's next year. <laughs> next right. year. A lot of us thought this, okay, it's off a ways. You know, at least 2025, if not 2030. They can't get this done that quickly. Next year, a fleet of driverless taxis. 
I'm not getting I'm not getting into it. And you know, I'm old school. I I know. I've grown up in a time where uh, cars had drivers, mm-hmm. and all of us have. But I'm pretty much sold on having a human being behind the wheel for now. There might come a point, I guess, when I get comfortable with it, but I'm not going to go out there and be on the leading edge of this. That's for sure. Would you? Would you get a driverless car mm. with no steering wheel? You have no control over it all. Oh, where I could not do anything. You couldn't do anything with it. And I'm going down the interstate at 90 miles an hour. Well, I doubt it'll go 90 miles an hour. What my guess is, you'll obey all traffic laws. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, the car's not going to. Yeah, you're right. It's programmed. Yeah. Regardless. I mean, I'm not. You're no. going down the road at 70. I don't want to. No. Yeah. I, I don't either. I, I mean, how could you possibly have that kind of trust for it? It's too new. Mm-hmm. They released some of the Im- images of the cruise AV and video of the interior. Really spacious windshield, obviously, because it doesn't have a steering wheel. It's quite a striking image when people see it for the first time, according to Dan Ammon, the GM president. I think people want to engage with the technology and understand it and experience it. Mm, no. I mean, I might want to sit in it when it's not moving. But I don't want it to take me anywhere. <clears throat> but he says, but I think... What's really most powerful about what the technology can offer is an increase in safety on the road. And once people understand that and see and experience it, we think the adoption will be there. Maybe, but that's, it's hard to imagine. I don't want to be a pioneer. Uh Uh-uh. Because you've got too many other, you know, cars that are being driven by people and then this one being driven by technology. And so... The people around you are not programmed not to hit anything. Right. And they'll make mistakes. Will the computer ever make a mistake? I think it could, yeah. I'd like to, maybe we should research driverless cars now and see how many of them have been responsible for accidents they've had, because there have been some, and how many have been human error. But I don't know that there's been a car that has no... There's never been a car with no steering wheel driving around, right? Because at some point, the car can't do what you want it to do, turn a certain way or or speed up to a certain uh, speed without a human behind the wheel. Like, I, I don't know. It's a brave new world. This is, it's going to take some... It's going to take some doing. That's a big, big risk that GM is taking. Jumping out there and being the first among them. It's kind of interesting that this didn't come from Tesla because they've been kind of the cutting edge driverless technology uh, company. And, and in fact, I saw a basically driver, you know, a car that would drive itself, a self-driving car. It's not driverless because it has a steering wheel. So they tested the technology in a Tesla against the technology of a Mercedes on the same, I guess it was the Beltway of San Francisco, and they drove around that to see how much of of that freeway it would drive by itself, and the Tesla crushed the Mercedes wow. in that particular test. So good see, technology exists, but yeah. I don't know. And, and you just asked, would you do it? Would you get in these cars? And I said, no, I don't want to do that. But I got to thinking, there was a story just a few months ago. Was, who was it um, that was looking to, was it Uber? Uber was doing something with um, 
with like drone helicopter type uh, vehicles to get you like across major metro areas in you know mm-hmm. a quarter of the time. Uh, it, actually, better savings than that. And I would I I trust that as ridiculous as I know this sounds coming out of my mouth. I would trust that more than the road. And I think it goes back to that human element and the other uh, cars mm-hmm. on the road as opposed to just a wide open airspace. Yeah. You know, but uh, so as, as ridiculous as that sounds, I would trust a drone flying me across town than a car. I would too for some reason. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Why am I more comfortable in the air? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're doing the taxis that fly too. Uh, I, ca- I can't remember what city it is, but they're testing flying taxis now. Wow. The technology is just, I mean, it's its amazing what's happening. Sure it's is. changing absolutely everything. Yeah. And, and you know, these, like you just said, it's next year. Um, we used to say, you know, yeah, it'll be coming in yeah, 2020. Don't we'll 2020. worry about that when it happens. It's happened. Right. And it's like 2020. When you say that now, yeah. you need to stop and think, wait, that's like literally less than two years from now that it is, quote, 2020. 2020. Yeah. <sighs> This is pretty ambitious of GM to be uh, stepping out like that with a large-scale fleet of self-driving taxis by 2019. Hmm. That's, that's going to save some taxi company a heck of a lot of money, right? Unless they don't work and they start crashing into things and you're going to have lawsuits to drive them out of business. <laughs> but barring that, it should save them a lot of money. Ian, in New York, you're on the blaze. Hi. How you doing, guys? Doing and, and there you just touched off on the most important hurdle, the insurance lobby, because a yeah. white box, box truck cut over and killed somebody. And now you're talking right. about a car with no wheels. So when it blows through a red light like one did and it didn't have a wheel and I'm yelling at the car, stop, stop, and it kills somebody, who picks up the tab? Because the yeah. onus cannot be on me. And when you have an insurance lobby making so much money, good luck getting that across. And it's already killed people, so the technology. And maybe if the government can shut an Amber Alert down, some bad guy, it would be great. There are pluses, but there's far too many negatives to get that plus. Yeah, I, that's kind of how I feel, too. Appreciate it, Ian. Thanks. Yeah, it's, I mean, when it's killing people, how will you keep that going? Because the outcry will be unbelievable. And isn't it inevitable that that's going to happen? Are driverless cars going to be infallible? They're kind of being sold that way because the safety will be great. It'll cause, you know, far fewer accidents. Of course, GM will say, well, we have deaths in traffic accidents now. It's the leading cause of death in America. So it will have less of them, I guess, will be the the outcry. But, yeah, I can't imagine that uh, a driverless vehicle, the company who manufactured it wouldn't be sued. If there's a a, a death involved, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and and you know how they say you know it's like GPS for your car. Mm-hmm. You know how many times my car's GPS has to recalculate? Yeah, or it says I'm in the middle of like an ocean when clearly there's been a road here for or, years, or for whatever reason it just takes you like we used one uh, over the weekend. We were going to a place in Fort Worth we'd never been. And so we're driving down the freeway, has us get off the freeway, drive around uh, on surface streets, and right back onto the freeway. <laughs> we're like, what? What, what no. was that? Why, why are we back here? We could have stayed on the freeway, and we'd be there by now. Yep. 
So, I mean, it's not infallible, and we all know it makes mistakes. But see, here's what happens. I used to look at all of these things, download on your phone. I need permission to do this and do this, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to update that. And now it's just like, you whatever. Have to. Now I'm just, yes, if I want my phone to work, then yes, then I'll just. Uh, so yep. we, we have gotten so comfortable with our and they've, phones. If they've gotten even you to be comfortable enough right. to do that. And so, I mean, it's just a convenience What about thing. the rest of us? So to think of the GPS thing on your car that's doing silly crap like that, taking mm-hmm. you off the interstate. Mm-hmm. Even though your instincts, I guarantee you, said, well, there's no reason. Yeah, we're not, get, we shouldn't be getting off. That's what I was saying. Anyway, but you? it must know. And so it's <laughs> in the satellite. It's seeing the road that I'm not. And see, we're in that crossover <laughs> period where you still have that opportunity to, to be the human being and yep. take the wheel and say, no, we're and not. And I didn't do it. And just, we're going to be, oh, uh, this is not going to end well. <laughs> it's a brave new world. 888 uh, If you want a great real estate agent, uh, Glenn and Tanya started Real Estate Agents I Trust several years ago because they got really frustrated trying to sell their home in Connecticut. And it was a nightmare for them. And they thought, well, if, they, if people are having bad experiences like it, we can't be the only one. When you hire a family member or a friend that's kind of forced on you and you're too nice to say no, it usually ends pretty badly for everybody involved. And it's the biggest investment you're probably ever going to make, so you don't want to mess it up. Real Estate Agents I Trust is a network now of over 1,200 agents all over America. They're rigorously qualified by Glenn's team for their experience, their marketing plans, their character, and the results they get for their clients. That's what they use to determine who can be a part of this. Plus, they're all big fans of, of the Glenn Beck program. So if you want to sell your house fast and for the most money, or maybe you're looking to buy, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust and you'll be introduced to the best agent in your city. Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. And so are you. Great to have you. 888-900-3393. Happy uh, MLK Day. Hey, the children's uh, children in Germany uh, are uh, actually all over the planet are launching a lawsuit against the U.S. government on climate change. We'll tell you about that uh, coming up here. Also, Germany is, uh, they already have a 35-hour work week as opposed to our 40s. Now the country's most powerful union, IG Metall, is demanding 4 million workers in the electrical and metalworking industries be allowed to work a 28-hour week for two years. The union staged several walkouts to make its point. They're gearing up for nationwide strikes if their demands aren't met. 28 hours? (laughs) What? So that could be seven, seven hours a day, four days a week. And then you have a three-day weekend, which would be nice. Wow. Or you spread that out a little more over the day, and you just have a, a shorter work day. Wow. <laughs> That's all I could say is, wow. Wow. That'd be pretty nice, huh? <laughs> Not bad at all. Man. 
The average American clocked 1,780 hours on the job in 2016. We uh, we don't just put in considerably more work than the Germans, who averaged about 1,360 hours per week. We also put in more hours than the French, the British, the Canadians, the Dutch, and others, which perhaps accounts for some of our our, our productivity. More than that, annual hours per worker steadily fell in those uh, countries over the last half century. America saw its hours fall until about 1980, and then it flatlined. And our hours have been about the same ever since. Does that not take into account uh, the time we spend working on our phones? Because I know for a fact during that incredible finish last night, thank you, Minnesota Vikings, um, I was on an email chain with work, and boy, it was fun. Was it? So... Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering. I don't know if if that's factored in here uh, on this uh, total amount of time working. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but speaking of European countries, uh, we got to tell you about this uh, fake news attack by France. This is interesting. It's and it's happening simultaneously here and there. So this is a an issue we want to we want to pay some attention to. This could get ugly on free speech. 888 Also, we've got this uh, driverless car by GM that they're trying to get passed by the uh, Highway Safety C- Council and the uh, Department of Transportation in the U.S. Because, obviously, to pass safety inspection, you got to have a steering wheel and, I don't know, a brake pedal <laughs> and a gas pedal that mm-hmm. has none of those things. Right. So they're looking for some exemptions here. And they want to get a whole fleet of taxis out by next year. Crazy. Uh, Gloria in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. How are you this morning? Good. Okay. I was thinking as you're talking about the driverless cars, about the documentary Demolition Man. Oh, yes. Uh, It's a good documentary. (laughs) Yes, it is. Sylvester Stallone and Sandra Bullock. Uh-huh. That is the result of driverless cars. Yes, it it really was, wasn't it? Yeah, it I landed our... it. It landed in a lake. All right. But the power the power machine from the seventies was still running. Wow, you have a better recollection of really bad movies than than I do, uh, Gloria. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks. Just... Appreciate the call. Thanks, uh, Gregory in Tennessee. Welcome to the Blaze. Hey, Pat. Thanks hey. for taking the call. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like I was telling Keith there, you know, when I think of this, I, I think of, I'm an audio engineer. I, I did live concerts for a couple of decades, two, three decades. And when we went from analog consoles to digital console, consoles and all the artists were like, we got to have that. You can store our mixes on a flash drive and take it to any console. And it's, it's the same everywhere. I'm like, you know, I'd rather have the analog. I can do it fine. But then yeah. the first time that we did that, and we plug it into another console, and it wasn't read right, and they got all upset. I said, "Hey, you know, I told it's you, not a console." Yeah, I said, "It's not a console; it's a computer program to act like a console." And and I remember I said, "How many guys have had a computer that?" And they all raised their hand. I'm like, "How many guys have had a computer that has screwed up on you?" And they all raised their hand. I'm like, "It's going to happen. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when." Yeah. So my logic is, yeah. this is the same thing. It's not a driver. It's a computer program to act like a driver. Exactly. It's going to screw up. And the potential for a screw-up in a car is a lot worse than the potential for a screw-up in a console. Yes, for sure. Plus, with every single day, it seems like 
we're hearing about some new malware mm-hmm. or virus or hack. Mm-hmm. The potential for somebody hacking into the system of a network of computerized taxis? Holy crap. What yeah. carnage could a oh. terrorist group do with that? Oh, my gosh. Well, in the documentary Fast and Furious 8, I think we saw what kind of carnage could be right. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to start paying attention to these documentaries, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so you sound pretty darn nervous about this as well. You wouldn't be comfortable getting into a car that has no steering wheel, right? No, no, I not mean, a, I got a hard enough time getting into a car that my wife is driving, let alone <laughs> just, <laughs> computer. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to touch that one, but I'll, I'll let you deal with the ramifications. Uh, thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah? That's great. That's not going to go well tonight. Uh, no. He's right, though. It's, it's inevitable that they screw up. How many times do you get frustrated with your computer or your iPad because it's screwed up? I, that's not going to ever happen with a car. And think of terrorists getting a hold of uh, being able to hack into cars all over America and drive them into each other. I mean, I, I don't know. They, they keep claiming that it would, it would be hack-proof. I don't know how you do that exactly. Uh, not being the computer programmer, I, I, I'm not. I'll be the last person they get off the road that's behind their own wheel. And yeah, but the problem is when this starts coming, if, as, they start, uh, as, as they start making legal all of these changes... What they're going to eventually say, and it's going to happen sooner rather than later, as I think we've seen, they're going to say it's not safe for you to drive now because the computer has it. And so they're all programmed not to run into each other. You're not. So you're going to make mistakes, and we can't have that. So eventually, what are they going to do? They're going to make it illegal for you to drive. Now, that might be a little, I mean, that might be 2030, 2040, 2050. I don't know. Or it might happen a lot stinking sooner than we all believe, based on how fast this whole thing is, has happened. Seems like we just started talking about driverless cars or cars that could drive themselves for a certain length of time in, what, 2014 or 15? And already they're talking about next year putting out a fleet, a large fleet of taxis without even steering wheels or pedals. It just, it all happens at the blink of an eye. Yeah. It's it's going way too fast. Let us at least catch our breath and look into this stuff. That's what Glenn's point has been for a really long time with Ray Kurzweil, who's pushing this AI thing, and he sees no problem with it anywhere down the road. No, that just won't happen. Well, why won't that happen? Ah, because it just won't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I feel really good about that then. It just won't happen. What more do you need? I, I don't need anything. That's pretty strong assurance. It just won't happen. It just oh. Won't happen. <laughs> it's like all the people who, during the ugly reign of Barack Obama, would say, he's not a socialist. Hmm? What? Well, look at his socialist policy. No, he said he wasn't. Oh. Well, if he said he's not, then yeah. it can't be, right? That's definitive. Yeah, it's definitive. That's the word we're looking for. Proof positive. Barack Obama was not a socialist. He said so. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, forget about all this redistribution of wealth, that that's a good thing stuff. Don't worry about that. Forget about the universal health care that he believed in. Don't worry about that. He said he's not, so done. What more do you need? Nothing. I don't need anything. Good. I mean, you're a racist if you need any more than that. Sure are. Take the man at his word. Mm-hmm. Or but you don't trust black people? Go to prison. Uh-huh.
Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. The the opposite certainly doesn't apply to the Democrats. Uh, Maxine Waters trying to get Donald Trump impeached again. I mean, this is her battle cry. Now she wants him impeached uh, because of his name calling and disrespect for women. We're going to have to get the Constitution out and read you that exact quote where it says a president can be removed from office if they call women names or disrespect them. I'm pretty sure it's in the uh, Good and Plenty Clause somewhere. There's a lot in the Good and Plenty Clause that I've learned over the years. There is, and you must know it all because there's a lot to it. And we'll get to that as well coming up. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. returns i do on the blaze radio network as do you and i appreciate that 888-933-93 uh lots of tweets about this driverless car thing uh no steering wheel no pedal no thank you <laughs> it's kind of where i am gd chapel once technology masters voice commands i'll look into self-driving cars <laughs> <laughs> that is right the bane of my existence. I've just I've stopped using the voice activated thing in my car. Call mom. Call Paul. Call mom. Call Paul. No. And it doesn't help. The the more you emphasize the right. word, the less I think it understands it. So what if you get in the car and say drive to mom's? And, and it, it drives starts, me to Paul's and house. And you don't realize until you're halfway there, you're like, whoa, 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 why am I on the north side of town? Right. It's taking you to Paul's. Plus, I don't even know Paul. I don't even know who it's talking about when it says call Paul. Yeah. I don't know who that is. You saved his number in your phone about 15 years ago. Probably. And you're like, I don't even know who this Probably. is. And it keeps Something copying. also happened where my phone downloaded a whole bunch of uh, email uh, contacts. So uh, half of them are just email yeah, addresses. No, I think that's some weird update. I've got the same thing. I yeah. hate that. Right. So I've got emails in my phone contact list. Mm-hmm. And obviously I can't call an email person. And right. I don't know who they are because they just emailed me in many cases. Uh, so, yes. Not helpful. Th- that's a great point. Once we can get <laughs> voice commands down, then maybe you look into self-driving cars. From Robert Jones. I can't wait for driverless cars. I trust tech much more than people, and who doesn't want extra time to sleep or eat a cheeseburger on the way to work? Oh, okay. You're going to go to sleep while that thing's <laughs> driving you? Yeah, and wake up dead? <laughs> I mean, that's scary. If you, Paul's house. You'd have to be really trusting to just drift off and go to sleep on your way to work oof, oof, when oof. you don't have a steering wheel or pedals. Wow. Uh, and, you know, maybe maybe that happens a lot quicker than we think because we get adjusted to stuff pretty quickly. Like, you know, cell phones. I We're pretty adjusted to that. We don't know how life actually happened without them now. Mm-hmm. 
But they can't kill Maybe you. it'll be the same thing. Yes, that's true. Oh, wait, maybe they can. Piltdown Posse says, uh, which I love, a great <laughs> name. <laughs> My GPS didn't know what a bri- that a bridge was out. I was told the bridge had been out for two years. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. Yes. Also from Coyote903. Uh, yeah, we just read that one, actually. Um, people person 501 says, I think a driverless car has some appeal for elderly disabled people to extend their independence. I love driving too much to give it up to a chip. Yeah. And that's the thing. We might not have a choice. I, I'm guessing when this really takes root and, uh, the auto manufacturers are just churning these things out and the safety regulations start happening that. Well, it's humans that are causing all of these accidents. Why don't we take that equation out? Why don't we make it against the law for people to drive? You've got to have, you got to have a driverless vehicle. Can you not see that happening? I mean, and I think it would happen really quickly too. Neil in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi guys. Hey, hey. my mom's 93. She doesn't need to be in a car that can be taken her someplace. Because she's gotten a little wacky over the years. Of course, she's been wacky when she was younger. But now, where does she go? She takes off in the car. We don't know where she went. As far as controlism, uh, terrorist. Hey, it's mm-hmm. a ground-based uh, drone that gets there. It's now uh, can't be hacked by the government or it can be hacked by the government. It can be stopped. It doesn't need to be a suicide drone anymore. Right. It's uh, on its own. Uh, the government can turn it off. We can't go anywhere. Hawaii, everybody's car's turned off. We can't go anywhere. Oh, great. Uh, they false report, or is it a real report? Nuclear holocaust. Uh, then, of course, hey, no more motorcycles. Hells Angels would really appreciate that. No more driving on your own, having fun, going to a picnic. Uh, only the elite, the lords and ladies, can have their uh-huh. carports, drive around, and have their fun. It's always the other guys, the little guys, the peons, are going to have to suffer. Government takes control. We can uh, lose uh, liberty without all freedom. Uh, there's, you know, without liberty, there's really no freedom. Yes. Series of really good points. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yeah, it's. I mean, it eliminates a lot of the things that we, frankly, just take for granted today. Um, and the really scary, chilling aspect of this could be. The government, you know, being more sinister than we currently believe it to be. Not necessarily more sinister than it is. Just more sinister than we believe it to be. Well said, (laughs) sir. (laughs) Uh, They could, absolutely. They can already do that. They can already do that with the the GM service, uh, OnStar. They can shut down your vehicle. And they've done that. Police have called OnStar and said, hey, we've got a stolen vehicle. Can you turn it off, please? Boop, it's off. And somebody's coasting over to the side of the road and making a run for it at that, you know, at that moment. So if OnStar can do that, driverless, driverless vehicles certainly would be able to. So if you're trying to, you know, it always comes into my mind, the uh, Tom Cruise movie, uh, Minority Report. Remember how they controlled his vehicle? When he was on the run, if you saw this movie, and he was innocent of the charge they were charging him with through some weird technological uh, manipulation, somebody made it look like he committed a crime he didn't commit. And so he was in his car and they just, they shut it off. (laughs) So he had to get out of it and jump on other cars and go somewhere else. So, 
I mean, they could definitely stop you in your tracks, even if you're not guilty of an offense. Again, that's if it's if we perceive that it's a little more uh, oppressive than it than we think it is. Okay, so they you have know. control over your cars. Then just uh, so go to the privacy of your own home, where there's definitely no cameras or microphones <laughs> or anything monitoring you in there. Yeah, what could go wrong at home? Nothing, right? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, especially if you're not doing anything wrong. This little camera right here could be monitoring my every move. Right there. My wife has done a really good... She put tape over all her little cameras. I need to do that. Uh, And I just... I have never done it. And it's stupid not to. Mm -hmm. Who was it that... Was it Bill Gates that said he does it? Oh, I don't know. It was some big... Technological magnet that said, yeah, I'd do that. It might have been Zuckerberg or Gates. It was definitely one of those guys. And you'll recall there was that school district, I believe, in Pennsylvania where the kids all got laptops that they took home, and the school district got busted for spying on students through those government-appointed laptops. I don't remember that story. Oh, I'll find it. Wow, dig that up because that's chilling. Mm -hmm. What what was their excuse? Well, we'll we'll look into it. Meantime, Jason in Idaho, welcome to The Blaze. Hey, uh, so I got a got an interesting point to look at here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vladimir Putin has already told us that uh, World War Three has been declared. You know, it's in the form of ones and zeros. Yeah. So if we're looking at these driverless cars, what in the hell makes us think that we're they're not going to get hacked? You know, we're we're already being hacked. They're already doing it to us. Mm-hmm. They're already trying to cause mayhem in our country with with funding all these these uh, different groups and and you know. Uh, you know, exploiting our social media, and now with driverless cars, you know, what better way to destroy our infrastructure than to have uh, people going around in driverless cars that we have no control over, and then all of a sudden they get hacked. You know, there, there's no more need for these suicide bombers. Now we can have driverless cars do it. I I know. These are all very real concerns. Uh, do you think they're going to be able to to uh, calm those fears in 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 the American people, is there anything that will convince not, not you? Not me. Yeah, I mean, and that's probably you know, a, that's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing because all all of the all of the uh, threats you've discussed are, I mean, they're absolutely doable. They're absolutely. You know, my my pursuit of happiness does not sit behind a, a, a steering wheel without a car or a car without a steering wheel. I'd rather have a steering wheel without a car. I think than. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Dave in Utah, you're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm a mechanic by trade, but uh, your, your old hometown of Utah, what are we doing with our RVs as far as going to Bears Ears? Is it just going to be the lords and ladies, like the previous caller said, that get to drive around Utah's beautiful deserts or Idaho's, you know, out west camping? And then as yeah. an auto mechanic, when, when Glenn first started talking about uh, these driverless cars, I've got friends that are engineers that are engineering some of these driverless cars, and it's like, okay, how do we get into this technology so I can put these pedals and the steering columns in the old 1968 cars that we restore that people spend thousands of dollars on? And also, I'll put an extra switch in there just for Pat or Stu to flip that switch off so when they do come for you, you can get away. (laughs) Thank you, Dave. And that's going to be a whole cottage industry, yeah, right? Absolutely. When this happens and it's mandatory, that's going to be, you know, uh, that's going to be a whole industry 
uh, underground cars being manipulated so that people can drive them again. Mm-hmm. Whether it's legal or not, you're, you know that's going to be, it's going to be like the, uh, like the prohibition on alcohol. Yeah. There's going to be a huge underground movement of people uh, adjusting the vehicles so that they can drive in them. And then when you get pulled over, you've got to be able to show that, oh, no, this isn't a manipulated car, officer. No, yeah, I haven't. you'd have to be able to cover it up real fast. Man, this is going to get Hide ugly. I, <laughs> a lot of unintended consequences. Or maybe they're intended, actually. Hey, I like the way you think again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, David in Michigan, welcome to The Blaze. Hey. hey. So, Hi. Um, how are you guys? Love listening Good. to you. Thanks. Um, are we going to have to now, you know, go back to Seattle way and bring back full service gas stations? Um, you know, uh, yeah, the I don't know. Out there, what about if it runs out of gas? Or, it, you know, uh, a Windows 98 reboot center, you know, your mm-hmm. car needs to be rebooted, you know. Right. <laughs> right. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Uh, although... There may not be gas in these cars. You know, eventually, I think they'll all be electric. Yeah, but he makes a right? good point. Yeah, it makes me think. Every time, and I've been ignoring for about three weeks now, the update on my phone. Because every time I update my phone, mm-hmm. it performs worse than it did before the update. I know. So I get that annoying update later, later, later. What's going to happen with our cars? They're going oh, to have to Oh, that will have cars. to update immediately. Oh, boy. It'll have to. Because if it's outdated, then it won't be safe. So you'll have to take the update, whatever it is. And you probably won't even know what the update was. Just like yeah. when yeah. your computer updates, I don't know what you did to it. Yep. Doesn't seem any better. In fact, it seems worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, so technology, I, it, it's brought us some amazing, life-changing improvements. But it also brings some a dark side. Some, some things that could be really problematic, especially if things ever go south or go more south than we perceive them to be already. <laughs> Even further south. 888-900-3393 with your thoughts on this. Uh, maybe, maybe we're all a little paranoid. I don't know. Maybe people are welcoming this. like to hear from you either way. 888-900-3393. Holidays are over, but winter, man, wow, is it, it seems here to stay even in Dallas. We've got another cold front coming to town uh, tomorrow where temperatures are going to be in the 30s again, which is very cold for here. Um, and so we're all buttoning up the ha- but- buttoning down the hatches in, uh, in our homes, not opening up the doors and windows. So some of that stale air, occasionally more than 100 times more polluted than the air outside, just circulates around your house. That leads to illness and allergies. So do something to... Help your family breathe easier. Filterby.com. America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, and they'll do custom-made filters for you. And they ship them all for free within 24 hours. You get them really fast, and you don't pay extra for it. Plus, they're all manufactured right here in America. Fantastic company. Filterby offers a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade. So you know it's going to be removing dangerous pollen and dust and allergy-aggravating substances from your home. Right now, you save 5% when you set up auto delivery so you never have to think about when to buy your filters again. Give them a, give them a try today. Save money, save time, and breathe better. Filter, B-U-I.com. That's 
filterby.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Uh, talking about this driverless car thing, GM tried to get the National uh, Transportation Safety Department to okay uh, their car that it, it's called uh, Cruise AV. It has no steering wheel and no pedals, and they want it approved to go out on the road and test it. This is a huge step. Boy, this they've got a plan to introduce a large-scale fleet of self-driving taxis by next year. A time frame some analysts consider ambitious. Yeah, uh, really ambitious. Especially since we haven't even tested the no-wheel system yet. Um, <laughs> One step at a time, please. Yeah, <laughs> and I think based on the calls we're getting, they're going to see some resistance to this. Will they care, though? I, I mean, this could be out of our hands. And it, it, that could happen very quickly because you don't want machine-controlled cars and human-controlled cars on the road at the same time. You defeat the whole purpose. They'll say, well, we'd be a lot safer if you didn't have this human error all the time. We can, we can prevent like two-thirds of these traffic accidents if you just get the driver out of the equation. I'm trying to think of some similar technology in our lifetimes where we've had this transition, where we've had, you know, can, can you think? I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to think of something where we've had technology, we've said no thanks, half of us did it for a while, half of us, you know. I don't know, the, I, I can't think of anything we said no thanks to, but there's been a lot of technology that's changed our lives very, very quickly from... Laptop computers, yeah. personal computers, to cell phones, to iPads, all of those things, all of those innovations but certainly it, change. But it never felt like on the horizon there was going to come a time where we were compelled by the government yeah, or some agency right. to do They'd it. They'd never make you own an iPad, for yeah, instance. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. This is Of course, you don't have to own a car either. You could just not have one, now, which, which they'll say. Which they will, that will be their argument. Well, we're not taking away your freedom. You don't have to own a car. Yeah. That's all. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll walk to work. Then how about my taxes don't go to the roads? I mean, I'm a little mm. miffed, more than mm-hmm. a little miffed, that my taxes go to fund government schools that I have no intention of ever making use of. Yeah. Yeah, that was we had that situation for 23 years. Feels good, right? Yeah, oh, great. We loved <laughs> oh, it. Yeah, love it. Loved Driving by those palaces. Especially, yeah. especially since you were not allowed to, with all the property taxes you're paying, right. you still couldn't take advantage of their extracurricular no. activities even. No. Can't be a part of their sports teams. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, I'm paying for that. Why can't I? Hey, when it comes to time to order the books for your homeschooled kids, doesn't that feel good too? Yeah, it does. Because it's just more money that you're spending. Anyway, sorry. I don't have that problem anymore because mm-hmm. our kids are growing in in college now. But uh, but yeah, it was a sore spot for a long time. Feels good. It does. <laughs> Dave in Ohio, welcome to the Blaze. How you doing, Pat? Good. 
Uh, yeah, there's uh, two things I was thinking of. It's basically the driverless cars. Now, if they would mandate that everybody had to have it, who would be uh, who'd be insuring that? Would be the car companies? Because if you're not driving and the car goes haywire and slams in and hurts somebody, are you liable? You're not driving. And the other point I was That's making is is um, speeding. Now that the car would not, you know, it would not speed, there's a lot of revenue that the basically state, totally state, would not get over speeding. Uh, and sometimes, basically, when it comes down to the almighty dollar, they look over safety like, ooh, wait a minute, we're going to lose out on a lot of money. Because speeding's one of the, you know, you sit there, you're speeding, and cop says you're speeding, you say you're not, you go to court, and basically you just plead guilty. You don't fight that. You just basically want to get in and get out. Yeah. That's a lot of revenue that the state or county, city, county, would not be receiving. It's like smokers. They want people to quit smoking, but they tax smokers to pay for things in, in uh, where I live in Ohio. And if, they, if everybody quit, they wouldn't get that taxation money off the cigarettes. So they, do they really want people to quit? Do you know what I mean? When yes. money comes involved in it, people's yes. safety and their health is not always our first issue. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay, for sure. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, Dave. I mean, there's so many things to consider. I hadn't even thought of the insurance equation. If if you're not in charge of the vehicle, then you can't really be responsible for an accident that happens, can you? That would You would think that would be the auto manufacturer that would then be liable for any accident or any death that, that occurred. Ha, huh, that's an interesting, it's an interesting point. Uh, let's see, Mike in Indiana, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, uh, Pat, how's it going? Now, I think it's a part of this sustainable development, that it's a part of Operation Deruralization. They want to get the people out of the country and mm-hmm. get them into the city. So you'll be forced to commute by a commuter train. Thusly, people will move out of the country and they'll move them into the cities. It's all a part of more control over the people, I believe, you know. Yep, People possible. are already moving out of the country, you know. Mm-hmm. A, a lot, and some are moving out to the country because they're sick of the cities and stuff. But uh, it's just another control factor, you know, human control. So. Yeah, definitely could okay. be. Thanks, yeah, Mike. That's what I think it is, sustainable development. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, Jeff in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. Uh, my thing is, with these cars, is what about the folks? I- I've got friends that they won't go anywhere with you unless they're driving. Mm-hmm. And I-, I can imagine one of those type of people having to get in a driverless car would probably give them a lot of anxiety. Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. And, yeah, the other thing I was thinking about is... A lot of these small towns, they're able to generate a lot of income giving speeding tickets. Yes. And they're going to lose their way of supporting their police department. Better believe it. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. And that will cause, that's the issue that will cause these governments a little bit of pause and a little, take a little time to consider, right, where's that speeding revenue going to come from now? Huh. Huh. I wonder. We don't have these. We don't have these speed traps anymore because the people aren't in control and the car itself is programmed not to speed, so no more speeding tickets, <clears throat> which sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, that would really appeal to you. Driving 30 miles an hour, though, on some of these six-lane streets does not sound good to me. And they're brand new roads I that. It uh, drives me out of my mind around here. Mm-hmm. 
so many streets that are massive. It's Texas, so they build massive streets. And and there isn't a residential there's not a house within, you know, half a mile on either side. And still, a lot of times the speed limit's thirty. What? Why? Nobody can do that. Nobody. Yeah, everybody is going 40, and I'm the only one who gets caught. And every time you go down that road, either you're getting busted or you see someone getting busted or every they're time. set up to bust someone. Oh, almost every time. It is a cash cow. Sure is. <laughs> uh, uh. Yep. But they're there for the safety, Pat. Oh, yeah. Right. Slow down for safety. <laughs> okay. The, uh, the consequences of driverless vehicles, intended and not intended. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with your thoughts. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Pat Gray unleashed. Been talking about this new GM Cruise AV, an autonomous vehicle with no steering wheel or pedals. It's already here. And GM is asking the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to exempt it from quite a few federal standards that can't be met with a driverless car. Like, I don't know, there's no steering wheel and no brakes. (laughs) (laughs) At least there's no pedals to brake. Obviously, the car can brake. I wonder if there's an emergency brake, though, that a human... Is there anything a human could do in that? No. The human's got no, no control over it. That's why you just have to trust this technology. Get into the car, you watch a movie or whatever. I mean, for that, it would be really cool. Can you imagine that gigantic Tesla screen with a beautiful movie playing and you're watching it on a four or five hour drive? Uh, that'd be fun. Yeah. And, and would, if you trusted it, yes, it would be fun. And eventually, we probably will be lulled into that trust. We will. But n- yeah. until then, I'm going to just go around the block about Till then, it's a death trap. Right. We had somebody say, uh, how great would it be to sleep on the way to work? Yeah, it would. If you trusted enough to lull, you know, just let your body relax and close your eyes and drift off and just, and have trust that this thing's not going to drive into something. You know, we're going to get there. I think we we will. We've talked about this in the past and I, I, you know, you'd be initially resistant, but, and listeners have brought up incredibly good points about all the intrusiveness about what about hackers? What if terrorists hacked into the system and start driving cars into each other? Or what if they found a way just to put a bomb into a driverless car and then just drive it into things? That'd be real. You know, that's, that's a nightmare scenario. However, for convenience, I mean, if you toss all of those concerns out the window and you don't worry about it, you just think, ah, it'll work out. It'd be great. Watching movies on a long trip or even on the way to work. You know, it's a 
about a 25, 30 minute drive for me. I could watch a good portion, or I could watch certainly watch a television show on the way in, or do show prep watch on the this. way in. We got the State of the Union speech coming up. If we go to bed earlier, or we want to watch it again, do that on the way to work. Put it on, yeah, man. And and all I think all vehicle companies would then go to that huge screen that Tesla has because you'd want that. You you would definitely want a gigantic screen on your dashboard so that you can just relax and surf the internet or watch movies or TV shows, it'd be something. It would be something else. Again, if you trust it. Um, all this new technology is bringing about all kinds of issues. Keith brought up uh, this story about a, a school district that sent, uh, was it computers home with the kids? Yeah. So uh, computers assigned to the kids. Yep. Okay. And the feds, Ended, this was clear back in 2010. I don't even remember this. Mm-hmm. Federal government ended their investigation of allegations that a Pennsylvania school district used webcams on school-issued laptop computers to monitor the activities of their students at home. There's a teenager that said the school spied on him at home via the school-issued laptop. In fact, they spied on him both at home and at school, apparently. U.S. Attorney Zane David Memiger announced in Philadelphia that he would not file charges against the officials in the school district. He said the review was conducted by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which the FBI, uh, as well as local and county law enforcement officials. We've not found evidence that would establish beyond a reasonable doubt that anyone involved had criminal intent. I don't care if their intent was criminal or not. If they're spying on kids in their home, that's an issue. That's a problem. The government began the investigation after revelations that uh, they were monitoring students through the computer that they had had sent home with them. The officials also had the ability to monitor students by taking multiple screenshots of the content on the student's computer screen. And this wasn't hypothetical. It actually happened. Yes. The computer programs that enabled the monitoring were justified as an anti-theft program. But students and their parents were not told about the monitoring capability. Uh, and you're telling me this, there was no criminal intent here? The issue became public when a student at the school and his parents uh, filed a lawsuit against the school district for allegedly violating federal computer privacy laws in the Fourth Amendment. According to the complaint, school officials confronted Robbins, telling him they suspected he had engaged in improper behavior in his home. What? (laughs) What the hell business? Even if he was, what business is that of the school district and i want to know the definition of improper behavior they cited as evidence a photograph taken from the webcam in his school issued laptop computer the school district later acknowledged it could remotely activate the webcam at any time including in the student's bedroom and no charges were filed this is unbelievable according to school officials they monitored him from October 20th of 2009 to November 4th, 2009, over a year without his knowledge, they took 210 webcam photos and 218 screenshots of this kid's computer. In the meantime, 
The school district hired a consultant to conduct an investigation. According to the consultant's report, uh, they monitored more than 40 students who issue, who were issued laptop computers. Oh, that's nice. Hey, kids, we'll give you a laptop computer. You go home and use it. And then we're, we're going to spy on you. But, but it'll be really <laughs> great. And that way your parents don't have to buy one. Well, we monitor your every, every move. On Sorry, your mom. What? Huh? Hmm? What? Oh, nothing. Just sign here? Uh, those... Those incidents generated 30,881 webcam photographs of incidents and 87,700 screenshots. No charges filed. I, I, what do you say to that? What can you possibly say to that? One of these articles says that, you know, what happens is these parents mm-hmm. who, who seek to opt their children out of device or software um, use that's mandatory, they face many hurdles, particularly those without the resources to provide their own alternatives. In other words, either you accept the laptop or you provide your own. Well, we can't afford one. Well, well, one guess- will be provided for you yep. so we can monitor your every move at home. What do you mean he's, he's engaged in improper things at home? Yeah. Who, who are you? You're the school district. You're supposed to educate him. Reading, writing, arithmetic, those science... Why don't you take care of that? Soon as you got that mastered, we'll talk about you spying on students at home and acting as a law enforcement agency. Maybe you could start with your original mandate, however, and that's to educate the children. I don't know. Call me crazy. Or require them to use the computers at school and only at school. Right. And, it, and if they're doing something wrong at school, mm-hmm. that's one thing. You know, if they're surfing for porn or whatever... You, by the way, you can stop that. You could block all that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that that is an incredible story. Did we cover that on the Glenn Beck program? I don't remember it. I don't know. I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. That seems like something we would have been pretty crazy over. Wow. 888-900-3393. Paul in Michigan. Welcome to The Blaze. Hi. Hey. Hi. Uh, I'm going to touch first on your uh, thing you were just talking about, the uh, uh, TVs uh, looking at you. Um <clears throat> Back to what your comment about the tape over the camera, that's the best way to do it. But yeah. uh, what, yeah. they're probably doing that in your car and truck that has that big screen, too. They probably anyway, are. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> the uh, self-driving cars. Uh, I'm Actually, I'm in favor of those because there are so many idiots on the road driving. Okay. And they shouldn't be. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying age uh, because there's a lot of young ones, too. Uh, one thing is that uh, uh, my truck that I use has a plow, a snow plow on the front. Mm-hmm. Now, so I'm not going to see a self-driving vehicle for a long time for my own use unless I get really old and decrepit. And uh, so because I drop the plow when I go in and I come out and I keep the plow, uh, uh, well, we've gotten maybe only about four inches of snow last night, so we're kind of behind, uh, behind the uh, usual rate of uh, three to four or five inches. But mm-hmm. that's going to be one thing I'm... I'm not going to be able to see one, and it's not going to be practical up here in the UP of Michigan. But but you're generally in favor of it, though, right? Actually, I am. Have you, uh, have you heard the people? Uh, have you heard our callers' concerns about this? Do you? Oh just... yes, I have, and 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 that's the concerns we have with everything. I think is yeah. that uh, uh, once, as you guys know, once you got government that's in there, got their nose into something, you yeah. can't stop them. That's right. But you're willing to forego that and just go with it anyway based on... For, for somebody think, else. Yeah, for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense. All okay. right, thanks, but Paul. Then, like I say, I'm not going to be able to use a self-driving car because 
uh, what I do is not practical to be a self-control thing unless I get a really big uh, solar array that melts all the snow up here in my driveway <laughs> or something. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks. I, I'm not convinced they wouldn't be able to operate the snowplow with these things. I mean, that might not be something they have available right away, but eventually they'll come up with that. They'll come up with a truck that can do snow plowing, right? Yeah. Yes. That's inevitable, I would say. But how many jobs also? I mean, that would be a lot of truck truck drivers, drivers, taxi drivers. You're Uh, talking about uh, all the people with Lyft and Uber. mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that eliminates a lot of jobs. But then they'll say freight. I mean, you're driving groceries across the country. You're driving all of these things and all of those jobs are gone. That's amazing. Like That'd Amazon amazing. delivery, postal right. service. You can see the government get on top of this. And then, oh boy, this is... Mm. It'd be really bad for jobs. I mm. mean, but mm. we've talked about this before. Then you've got you've to adjust. You have to adapt. They're saying AI. There's a story on Drudge today that AI is going to cause this massive unemployment dystopian society. Because they're going to take all our jobs. And I just... Yeah, I think that's a little dramatic. I I mean, I can't see that happening for decades at least. Although, as we've talked about today, a lot of these innovations happen much, much faster than we thought they were going to. So, I take it back. <laughs> 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Triple eight, 933-93. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, let's see. We got some tweets here at Pat unleashed. Hashtag tell Pat. Uh, Marianne says, I'll, dri- I'll get in the driver of this car. When hell freezes over. Thank you. Well, due to global warming, that may have oh. already happened, Marianne. Huh. Just to let you know. That's what's going on. Due to global warming, I think hell has frozen over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Mench, how about getting rid of property taxes? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, good gosh. <laughs> you cannot believe the property tax situation in, in Texas. Yeah. It's, well, if you live in New Jersey, you probably can. But the difference is we don't have the, the state income tax here. Uh-huh. But as far as property tax goes, we are neck and neck with New Jersey for rates. Yeah, they make up for it. They make up for the lack of state income tax mm-hmm. with the property tax, which is... It's like you never own your property. Oh, good heavens. You're paying rent. Well, Stu had the right idea. He, he had this anti-buying house thing going for him because he's just paying rent and he was paying a reasonable price for the house he lives in. Now he had to buy it to stay there, so... Now he's got property taxes, and it's ugly. Uh, from Cross Sabres, hi, Pat. Driverless cars are wholly dependent on the precision of maps used and the accuracy of the GPS signal. That There's another element. Mm-hmm. The GPS signal, what if it craps out? Then what? And you don't even have a steering wheel? <laughs> See, there's got to at least be a backup plan, right? You would think. If the technology goes wrong, you are just stranded 
uh, I guess you could get out and use your legs, but if you're in the, in the middle of nowhere, uh, that could be a pretty pretty iffy proposition. I worked in the digital map industry until recently, and frankly, the precision of the maps is not there yet. Yeah, I that's for sure. Yeah, and, and I remember Glenn had a guest on, I don't know, six months ago who was talking about, oh, no, no, it'll, it'll know when potholes are coming. <laughs> wow. wow. I, I would just like it to get me down the road, but yeah. I didn't even think of that. How about the poor sap who's on the highway going highway speeds when an EMP hits? Yeah, that's that's another of those uh, signal problems. Of course, when the EMP hits, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, uh, we're all pretty much screwed at that point. <laughs> uh, from GDG Win, people said the same things about horseless carriages when cars first came. Mm-hmm. How many horse-drawn wagons do you see today? Uh-huh. Oh, I see them all the time. This is Texas, after all. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, this person, I'd like to hear from this person. Call us and talk. So, you got none of these concerns? Hmm. People did not say the same things about horseless carriages. They did not say that the government would shut down the cars. <laughs> they didn't say that. <laughs> they didn't say GPS was going to lead them astray. They didn't say, how are you going to ensure this uh, horseless carriage now? These were not the same problems, by the way. They, they, were, they were worried about the jobs that were worried about the fact that the carriage company wouldn't be in business anymore but that's why gm was started they converted from a carriage company to an auto manufacturer uh and this uh we also have we got a clip this is from the office Mm -hmm. right yeah uh, about why GPS is maybe not... Yeah, you can't even trust GPS. Yeah. How are you going to trust a car to take you around safely? Take take a look, look at, at this, this from evidence. the office. Proceed straight. Well, we're 0 for 6. Last chance is the Elmhurst Country Club. Other side of the lake on the southeast side. I don't get it. I really don't get it. I thought this would work. Through everything I had at that guy, nothing. That's how it goes sometimes, you know? You lose everything, and everything falls apart, and eventually you die, and no one remembers you. That is a very good point, Dwight. Make a right turn. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. It means bear right. No. Up there. It said right. It said take a right. No, 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 look. It, it means go up to the right, bear right, over the bridge, and hook up with 307. Make a right Maybe it's turn. a shortcut, Dwight. It said go to the right. It can't mean that. There's look, a lake there. I think it knows where it is going. This is the, the lake. machine knows. This is the lake. Stop yelling at me. No, it's not yelling. There's no room here. <laughs> Remain calm. I have trained for this. Okay. <laughs> Exit the window. Here we go. Make a U-turn, if possible. Look out for Layton. Uh, Are you okay? Swim for it! <laughs> I got you! I got you! <laughs> Michael! Michael! Let go! Ah, let go of me! Come on! You don't want that to happen. I got you! I got you! Michael! Come on! Come on! Some people may have stopped uh, as they saw the lake approaching or the car approaching the lake, uh, you know, even though GPS did say go that way. Uh, it's just, you know, a point I'd like to make. And but just wait wait until that technology 
is in your car <laughs> and it's gonna go to that lake there's nothing you can do right hang on tight hope you will we have life preservers in the cars now hmm? Hmm? Uh, i don't know i don't know gotta prepare but yeah gps is not foolproof no it, and it's not continually updated i have to go in and get it updated at the dealership uh on my my car system i can't just download it from something they, I, they have to do it there and Come it's on. ridiculous. It likes $200 to update it. No, thank you. I'll Whoa, just, how often is that? Just, once a year. And especially around here with all the construction going on, yes. you need to do it you, because it doesn't know about the new road. And so it's telling you to go stupid places that you don't need to. Uh, it's, it's and that's your new tax. That's your new, it's your GPS update tax. Yep. Yep. Wow. 888 uh, Mary in Virginia, welcome to the Blaze. Yeah, hi. Hi. There's something else that this is going to really seriously affect, and that would be those of us who go RVing, who go to campgrounds. Mm-hmm. We personally tow a 32-foot travel trailer, and just this past weekend we went to a camper show and are thinking about upgrading to a Class A RV. Well, what's going to happen with that when you've got driverless cars on the road? Well, I don't know. Are the RVs going to be driverless, too? I don't know. I kind I would of think would so. hope not. But <laughs> Yeah, you would hope not, but th- I think everything will be eventually. Uh, and that's... The other part of that is what happens to those of us who have already bought one? Because a low-end Class A uh, RV is $100,000. Yeah, yeah, that's something yeah. that people will save up and then figure out how to do the payments on it so that they can have that lifestyle. It's not something you can turn on a dime and, you know, trade in and go up to the next level. Right. Yeah, I don't appreciate the call. Thanks, Mary. It, it's going to there's going to be a lot of issues that have to be resolved like that. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people who have just purchased expensive cars that they drive. And then when that's no longer legal, there's going to be a definite transition period. What did they do with the TV thing? Remember when you had to have the, uh, you actually, you had to have, when they went to the all digital and dumped analog, you had to make a change in your television if your television wasn't yeah new enough. Yep. And you had to, or yep. you lose that service. Well, there's going to be that kind of transition period with cars too. There'd have to be. There'd have to be. Uh, unless everybody stops buying cars now and then just waits until the driverless thing happens. Uh, David in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, hi, Pat. Hey. Um, I'm a little worried about these things driving you fast. Uh, what's their speed limit going to be? You know what? Um, you know, I I don't know how how fast they're going to go, but I'll bet it's going to be faster than what we drive now. You know, like the uh, future mm-hmm. historical document, iRobot, when right. Will Smith got in the vehicle and, uh, you know, they're, they're like, oh, you're a human. You can't drive that fast. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what's what's going to happen with the speed yeah, it will. of vehicles. It will. I uh, appreciate and, the call. And in, in, in those, was it? I can't remember if it was iRobot or Minority Report. Well, Minority Report definitely goes up the side of vehicles. The cars travel up the sides of buildings. Yep. Not up the side of vehicles. The vehicle goes up the side of the building. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Uh, And then over the top and then back down the other side. So that would be something else. I don't don't think that'll happen. Why not? Uh, um, Because I'm just not visionary enough.
Obviously, <clears throat> because there's something else from that movie that you probably didn't think was going to happen, and you do it every day, and it's the uh, newspaper on the uh, on the little uh, on the little device, little device, which is called an iPad. Right. Star Trek has that little device too that they hand the captain all the time, and it doesn't seem to be as advanced as an iPad because all he has <laughs> is like the daily report on who's doing what shift. <laughs> it's like. Here's a list of who's doing what today. Okay, thank you. And he gives it back, and that's about all it but does. But that that's his work device. Okay. Like all the fun stuff's on his personal <laughs> Okay. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to lessen the blow Trying to help him. Yeah. yeah, we're trying to help Star Trek because they weren't <laughs> visionary enough. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. That would be nice if we could get that one technology from Star Trek called a transporter. And then all of his stuff is moot. Right? If yes. you could just transport your molecules from one place to another. Oh, yes. I think of that. All the time. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, my goodness. I don't have time to get... Oh, if I could just... I mean, that frees everything up. <laughs> just come up with that. You get a lot mm. more done. It's not a problem. Mm-mm. I keep thinking, how would they stop, like, how would they stop people from transporting into your house that shouldn't be there? <laughs> how do they... Uh, can you lock it out so that you've got oh. some sort of force field and invaders can't come into your house like you have to have a code like it's like a phone number maybe oh no but what if it's like the wrong number and then just some stranger pops right. into your bedroom like, uh-huh. oh sorry sorry wrong transport number my bad <laughs> but like their society is so wonderful because of uh progressive because of progressive policies oh. that there is no crime oh. there's there's no longer any crime to worry about mm-hmm. nobody would ever come into your house who doesn't belong there. right and the way things are going between men and women there'll be no sex either so you don't have to worry about someone dropping in an inopportune time right right i like where this is going triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three it's pat gray unleashed Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Hello, this is the Pat Gray Program on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. <laughs> Dude, what are you doing? I'm talking to the you audience doing? since Why? you're busy just wow. lackadaisically oh, sitting there wow. not knowing what you're doing. It's time it's already a for Chewing the Fat uh, with Jeffy. <laughs> hey, I was so sick. Today. Have you got a flu shot yet? No, I never get flu shots. Because I'm, st- I'm, I'm considering it, man. I, w- I thought I had the flu. I was really sick this weekend, and I thought, man, maybe I, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Then I realized it's probably not the flu. It was just some kind of plague, some 48-hour plague. Okay. So the flu, because people are dying. They're falling over like falling over like dead trees here in Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, man, in Texas. No, A bunch of people are dying from the flu, man, so I'm getting a little concerned. Well, I saw a 21-year-old in some, I can't remember where he was, but he super fit guy, yeah. workout guy, Pennsylvania, and he, and he uh, went home for Christmas, and a few days after Christmas, you know, he's getting that fever off and on that all my family has had, 
And they said they waited. He waited too long, and they went into to the hospital, and he died. His organs all shut down from the flu. Yeah. On a super healthy guy like that, why? It's weird. It's weird. Well, well, I'm someone who appeared to be healthy. I mean, you you appear to be healthy. Uh, to whose eyes? That's what I said. For someone like to who Stevie Wonder, I think to Stevie Wonder, perhaps. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What Stevie can't even see. He's mm-hmm. blind. I mean, he right. wouldn't be able to exactly be able to mm-hmm. see. Hey, congratulations to the twenty-year-old uh, from Florida claimed the Mega Million jackpot. Twenty years old. Twenty. One-time lump sum, two hundred and eighty-one million. You're not happy for that. Eight hundred and seventy-four thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine. It's after taxes, right? That's, That's the after-tax lump sum. That's wow. Uh, I don't know if I ever introduced you to my cousin Shane Missler from Port Ritchie, Florida. That was me and our first no, cousins. He, yeah, I don't think he, he he and I uh, never crossed paths, but I mean we're cousins and we're family. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'll be visiting him shortly. He will in a little bit. Okay. (laughs) Good for him. You know what I mean? But just bastard. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I want to be happy for him, but then I don't. I want to be happy for him, but then I don't. Uh Uh, Oh, my gosh. Pat Gray. I think about you all weekend long. My gosh. Why, you're a vomit? Credited or? with nicknaming the Rose Bowl the granddaddy of them all. Mm-hmm. Oh, Credited with Michigan Stadium's the big Keith house. Jackson. Oh, oh my gosh. Golly. From football. I know. The Dad. football at the 45 yard line. The dogs have it. Broadcast for NCAA football. Uh, he worked NFL, NBA. Oh. Nelly. 11 World Series in LCS, so 10 great. Winter and Summer Olympics, auto racing, 31 countries for Wild World of Sports. Uh-huh. And yet, first Monday Night Football in 1970, Bucky Dent's home run against the Red Sox in 78, Reggie Jackson's three homer game in 77 World Series, Olympic highlights, Mark Spitz, Eric Hyden's five goals. I mean, everything that legend. we grew up with. Yeah, I. I mean, you can't say enough about Keith Jackson. He was great. 89 years old. Great. I mean, I was sad. Li- was listening, you know, there everybody's posting all the great calls of mm-hmm. the, the Keith Jackson. Yeah, like O'Nelly. <laughs> oh, golly. The dogs have it. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama Crimson Tide and the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, when I was actually going around looking up uh, YouTube clips of Keith Jackson, uh, he talked about where he came up with Wonelli. And it was following his uh, granddad around on the farm. Yeah. And he was like Whoa, a really Nelly. even keel guy. But like if something happened, whoa, Nelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Real good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was very sad. sad. Very sad. The end of an era there. Big time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a guy that lived. I mean, mm-hmm. very sad to see him go. Yeah. We've, lost, we've lost some really him, big broadcasters. Frank Gifford, Pat Summerall. We've lost know. some really big broadcasters um, yeah. it, this year, this past couple of years. But I mean, he's a big one. Very, you know, he's very, he's a big one. You think about Saturdays, and I mean, forget all that other stuff that I li- listened that he did. I yeah, mean, just Saturday afternoon college, college football, football, man. It was just, it was Keith Jackson. Yes, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it was just every was big the game guy. was Keith Jackson, right? And then in the end, I think he only did out on the West Coast. He did, yeah, he, did right? he didn't want to travel anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just stayed out there. Yep. I mean, when you get to be. <laughs> 
80 and you're Keith Jackson, you probably get right. to decide what you're going to do. Probably. And he did. Yes. <laughs> Keith. Yeah. We want you to travel and do football games. I want to do these mm. games. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No yeah. problem. Yeah, you definitely let him do what he wants. Yes. Also, rest in peace today. Breaking news. Uh, Dolores O'Riordan, age 46. We don't know why yet. Uh, she, of course, Pat. I mean, you were just humming songs from the Cranberries <laughs> yesterday. No. No, this, I wasn't. This weekend. Mm-mm. Pretty sure that's what you were you saying that earlier today. No. You just couldn't get the it's sad. Get I the hated, cranberries out of your head. I hated the cranberries, mm. but that's it's sad that she died. You they sold them. over forty million records, man. Oh my god, they gosh. were great. The cranberries, yes, forty million, over forty million. Oh, I mean, that's amazing. Agonizing music. Oh, International stars, including and this is what I was humming all day uh, today was zombie. And then there was, and then I think Linger was what you were humming. Mm-hmm. They're two biggest hits. Mm-hmm. But remember back in, in a couple of years ago where she got into the big, uh, big fight on the airplane where she uh, assaulted the police officers and the flight attendant from New York to Ireland. And then she just pled guilty. Yeah, they fined her 6,000 euros. Move on. Yep, I did it. Have a nice day. <laughs> Here's your 6,000 euros. <laughs> was it uh, drug related? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, you guess. I know they mm. made a point of saying that she canceled uh, one uh, one of their tours or one of their get back together reunion things because she had back problems. Mm. So, uh, you know, that usually leads to uh, mm-hmm. other issues. Yeah, <laughs> not that I'm aware of any of those issues or anything, but mm-hmm. my back hurts. Mm. Also today, uh, anniversary today. Wow, it's been nine years. Nine years ago today. A routine flight turned into a life-changing moment for 155 people. Flight 1549, Sully Sullenberger, tweeted today, I'm continuously inspired by the whole crew, passengers, rescuers, and first responders that rose to the occasion to save every life. It's been nine years. Wow. Since the, since he went down in the Hudson, I mean, it was yeah. So that was some amazing footage. And uh, now he's got, uh, uh, you know, he's got the big movies, Mister on top of it. So. Uh, this happened a few months before I rejoined Glenn in New York, but Glenn and Stu actually saw the plane in the Hudson after it landed in there from the vantage point of our studio. Yeah, there. Well, you know, I was going to say you in our see, building, you if could you see go- the Hudson from our from our studio window. And it was uh, so. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty amazing. I mean, actually, you know, I, I miss, uh, miss that building. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about that the other good day. times. Um, also, I'm very disappointed uh, that the Dallas Fort Worth uh, Metroplex that we live in isn't on the cutting edge of this. Uh, there was a video posted this weekend, uh, something that's going on in Houston mm-hmm. that has not happened here, but we've got mm-hmm. something to look forward to. Uh, where now uh, remote control cars are being driven on the highway. And uh, it's all, <laughs> it started now in Houston, and here's the video of it. Uh, in 59, somebody thought they'd bring their remote control car literally on the freeway. <laughs> wow. Dude, this is 59 South. <laughs> Look at this guy. Fast that thing's going. It's just accident. Well, look how fast that thing's going. That was his exit, apparently. <laughs> when are you That's traffic amazing. moving that fast? Period. Wow. No, I'm pretty sure the truck, yeah. <laughs> either the truck in front of it was actually pulling it, or was the was the remote. Hmm. 
because uh, it was following behind that white pickup truck, and that's what that's the exit that they both took. <laughs> so I mean, it's pretty fascinating. It'd be great to see one on the interstate. That cannot be legal. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think if the police see that remote control, yeah, car, that probably wouldn't be good. No, I, I would not pull over and say, "Yeah, that's mine." I just let it go. You lost. <laughs> you lost a remote. Definitely. You lost a remote control car, man. No problem. And we had big football games this weekend. Uh, the playoffs. I mean, exciting games. Both games yesterday were exciting. I mean, they were fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Found myself rooting for Pittsburgh. They lost. Mm-hmm. Found myself rooting for New Orleans. They, they lost. lost. Very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost on such a weird play. Well, uh, that's unbelievable. Uh, the play was amazing, but I realized uh, that the reason the Minnesota Vikings uh, won that game is because they have uh, Tony Soprano as uh, one of their coaches. And I was watching the game uh, yesterday, and you can see on the screen uh, their offensive line <laughs> coach is uh, Tony Soprano. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Wow. But <laughs> Played dirty, huh? <laughs> There's no way the Vikings are going to lose if you have a coach that's Tony Soprano. Sorry, just not going to happen. That doesn't look like Tony <laughs> Soprano. <laughs> His last name is actually Sperano. Oh, okay. But if you look at right. that first glance on the screen, I was like, what? That's Tony Soprano. Are you kidding me? But it's Soprano. Or uh, it's Sub- Sperano. Sperano, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was just mm-hmm. a, a, that, that split second of, mm-hmm. no, that's not Tony Soprano. And you're right, it's that not. Is, you're right. Mm-hmm. Also, congratulations to Chelsea Manning. Uh, Going to run for the U.S. Senate in Maryland. I believe we have some, uh, I, th- I think we have our campaign ad. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, let's, let's, let's see hear that Chelsea's great. campaign Oh, that's got to be great. We don't need more or better leaders. We need someone willing to fight. We need to stop asking them to give us our rights. They won't support us. Right. They won't compromise. We need to stop expecting that our systems will somehow fix themselves. Mm-hmm. We need to actually take the reins of power from them. Good we God. need to challenge them at every level. Right. We need to fix this. Yep. Okay, right. there you go. Chelsea Manning for they Senate. Need to fix it. You finally want this thing fixed? <laughs> There's your they answer, need to right? Fix it. It got right fixed there. Right? I think it's already happened. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> now, uh, the, wow. where do you begin with that? The very beginning, she says, we don't need more or better politicians. Then why are you running? <laughs> <laughs> we don't need more, and we don't, we don't need, need better. better. We're good. Yeah. All we're, set. We're already set. <laughs> yeah, I we're thought that was weird, too. Good. We don't need more or better? Well... Yeah, if you're going to fight for what you believe in, doesn't that make you better than what we have already? But then you said we don't need somebody better, so. I guess she's living in go a, away. an apartment now in North <laughs> Bethesda, and she's got an open Wonderful. seat, and it's going to be a mm-hmm. a good race. Good. I mean. Watch her win. Stop. Watch her win. I know. You're right. That's all I can tell you. That, you know what? It's you a, those are, are right. tough races to race against. I mean, it's going to be doubtful that she wins, but they're tough races for the people who have, are – the incumbents, because mm-hmm. you can't. Where do you beat up on her, him? You can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just kind of got to go with maybe you go with the, uh, oh, I don't know, the leaking of classified documents, guilty. <laughs> That's where I'd go, yeah. Yeah, to the to her being a traitor. Yeah. Uh, treason I mean, that's might about, be a good place to start, though. the though. only way. Yeah, don't, don't worry about, the, you know, the transsexual stuff. Yeah. 
Don't even Let pay attention all, to that. Because that doesn't Bye-bye. even exist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, that's the only way to do it, right? Yeah. I think it is. It is the only way. I mean, I, it's really, really strange. I'm not really sure. I'm sure I, she's got screw, screwy policies, too, but. Oh, my. What? But, uh, but yeah, the. Chelsea Manning. Treason seems like a good place <laughs> to start there. <laughs> you know, with all the talk of uh, sexual assault and, and what to do about it, and we've been back and forth over it, you know, mm-hmm. quite a bit uh, during this segment as well and on your show and Glenn's show. And I know you talked a little bit about uh, the uh, case involving uh, the actor Aziz, mm-hmm. Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if his reaction is what the reaction is supposed to be, we're doomed. Oh, what was his reaction? His reaction was... Because, um, first of all, explain the circumstance. It was consensual sex. Well... Right? Uh, yes. Uh, she says they exchanged said, text. We returned home to Brooklyn, went on a date a little more than a week later. After a quick uh-huh. dinner, they returned to his apartment where he undressed her, pressured her into oral sex, and suggested he get a condom. I know I was physically giving off cues that I wasn't interested I don't think that was noticed at all. Or if it was, it was ignored. No, I'm sorry. If you don't want to, say no and leave. I'm sorry. That's bull crap. I, I, that, it's inexcusable what's happening here. So, his comment. Amazing. Weird. If- because she said she was into it every step of the way. She let him do these well, things. Well, she knows and that then- she was physically giving off clues, Pat. Yeah, her clues were, were yeah, let's go. Let's <laughs> right. let's go. And so he asked for more. She said no, I think. And then they started making out again, and it got hot and heavy again. In September of last year, mm. I met a woman at a party. We exchanged numbers. We text back and forth and eventually went on a date. We went out to dinner, and afterwards we ended up engaging in sexual activity, which by all indications was completely consensual. The next day... I got a text from her saying, although it may have seemed okay, upon further reflection, she felt uncomfortable. <laughs> it was I'm sorry. True. It's too late now to feel uncomfortable. It was true. Everything did seem okay to me. Okay. She felt uncomfortable after, after. the event. Right. Okay. I've done that too. I felt uncomfortable many times. It's too late then. So when I too heard late. that it was not the case for her, oh, I was surprised and concerned. Oh, boy. I took her words oh, no. to heart and? and responded privately after taking the time to process what she said. Uh-huh. Now, if that private response was anything more than tough, <laughs> next time say no, then we are doomed. I know. Doomed. I know. And, of course, he, he ends it gone. with, I continue to support the movement that is happening in our culture. Is it is necessary crap. and long overdue. Wow. Doomed. I mean, you don't have a chance, then. You don't have a chance. If consensual sex, and then you're uncomfortable the next day, well, okay. sorry, you're t- it's too late now. I mean, that's... It's too late now. You can't be uncomfortable after the fact. Well, and and be and then have it be the the guy's fault. And then have it be his fault. Then have the right. Guy's there's got to right. be responsibility right. on the part of I mean, a woman to say no somewhere along the way. I can't read your mind. Right. And there's the joke we've had it for years of the of the ladies mm-hmm. 
half dressed up with uh, carrying their shoes, walking down the sidewalk, being called the walk of shame. You know, after a night of partying, you've been out partying and had a night of sex, and now you're walking back home, stumbling back home sober, ashamed of what you did. That's not the guy's fault. Right. Sorry. Takes two to do that. Right. But... No, she His says no. That's though. a completely different thing. She didn't. Yeah, yeah. No, she didn't no, no, say no. I, I, I'm she not, didn't say right. no. I'm not talking about being told no. Yeah. I got it. I mean, we all understand for for the at least we did anyway. To me, at least it sounds I like this guy. Did. I don't even know who he is. It sounds like he did nothing wrong. But uh, James Franco has the same situation going on. In the worst allegation against him, it's that he was in this romantic relationship with a woman, uh, and they were driving uh, somewhere together. They're in a romantic relationship. And he says, hey, how about you, uh, you know, do something for me while we're driving? He said, well, can't we do that later? And uh, he's like, no, nah, come on. Get on and he, he nudged her head, and she went ahead and did it. She went ahead and did it willfully. Right. Uh, and then she claims he did something wrong. Well, she said, I did it because I didn't want him to hate me. Right. Well, I, I'm sorry. You did it. You could have said no. I mean, we've you all. could have said no. We've all done things that we didn't want the other person to hate us, so we just continued to do it. That's <laughs> we've done that forever, right? No, not right. That's, I mean, no, someone not actually no, not. I mean, right. we've all no, no, we haven't all done that. Oh, come on, I appreciate Patty. it. Uh, come on, you know. <laughs> Perfect question to end chewing the fat with Jeffy on Pat Gray Unleashed. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag #TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. That's exactly where we are. And uh, thank you for being here with us, 888-900-3393. One more issue we wanted to talk to Jeffy about, uh, and then we're going to get back to your calls here. But uh, there's a new fad going around that I think only he would understand. Apparently teens (laughs) are eating laundry detergent pods. As a challenge. As an internet challenge. (sighs) It's a little fun challenge. Just a little fun, fun shot. I mean, that, I had a Friday night. I, mean, I posted on my Facebook page, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio, that uh, you know, a little bottle of Bailey's in a laundry pod. Man, that's a that's a start of a Friday evening, right so there. So the Bailey's and the laundry pod. Oh yeah, pod? Well, yeah. You don't. Yeah, you don't want to take it alone. No, I mean that that's the challenge. Is I gotta doing think it alone, that the Tide detergent pod is maybe not good for you. What is that? Is there any truth to that? <laughs> oh, it's absolutely. It's supposed I mean, to be what hazardous. Is, what I mean, does that do for you? Thing, Why are they doing this? Um, their main thing was that uh, it, uh, it, I love the, the line in the one story that said, it sounds silly, but it's actually dangerous and even potentially deadly. Well, yeah. Really? I would, I would think so. And there was a, it's so funny that they're oh. doing this challenge now because not too long ago, they had a big deal over uh, the pods, especially <clears> specifically, <throat> and I think it was the Tide Pods, but I could be wrong. There were some pods that have the the colored kind of rainbow look at them, yeah. and uh, they look that's tied like candy. 
They do not look like so candy. So they're supposed to, I mean, they were... They they, were. And we do not keep our candy, by the way, in the laundry room, <laughs> on top of the washing you machine. Or under the, what about under the sink, though? Not yeah. under the sink, either. You keep either. the candy under the sink. No. I'll tell you what the yeah, problem so. is. No, I don't. you got to stop keeping your <laughs> detergent pods in the pantry. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's confusing these kids. Wow. So stupid. So, yeah, they, they try to... The, is the, this killing people? The, or, uh, had, I don't know that anyone has died yet. Uh, they've been so you know, it causes sickness and they vomit and throw up on it them. causes diarrhea vomiting trip right. to the emergency room poison induced coma and this is what they this is what they love about the challenges though right is that you get to do the challenge and then you get to videotape My. Susie barfing and having the runs and maybe going into a coma <laughs> accidental ingestion of laundry so... laundry pods have already caused problems for small children and adults with dementia other internet challenges here's See? what your kids are doing this yeah. is wonderful have included teens pouring salt in their hands and holding on to ice until it, until it burns. Burn, until it burns. Okay. I've seen that. Brilliant. Setting themselves ablaze. If you've never seen that, Pat Gray. If using you rubbing talk, alcohol. If you want to talk, stupid. Uh, that's. I mean, I watched one kid. Set himself on one fire? Kid, one kid. My son brought me the video and said, do you want to see this guy set himself on fire? Because we were talking about these different challenges. And of course, your answer was and, Yes. Well, well, yeah, no, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. no, I don't want to see that stupid guy set on fire. I want to see how he does it. And he's <laughs> then he he poured poured all the the juices all over him. Steps into the shower, and then lights him. I was the dumbest thing I ever seen in my life. I mean, Why would you do on. that? Was he on, on was he naked? Yeah. Oh my gosh! So he burned his skin. Oh ah, like, yes. What? I I can't I begin to I, understand I what's begin. going on I, I here. I do not Thinning know of the herd either. and throwing boiling water on unsuspecting people is now that's cute funny. Little fad. That's that's funny. Is what you want to do? See, if you, you want to do these boiling. things to yourself, you little idiots, I go mean, ahead. I don't recommend it, but whatever. But don't start, start including other, other humans. Yeah. Salt. That's I mean that's uh, yeah. oh my gosh. It's like that knockout challenge they were doing for yes. a while. Yes, how I hate that. Jeez. That's just as bad. I mean, that's as bad or oh, worse than the boiling water. Definitely. Holy definitely. cow. That's yeah. Some some people really got hurt from that. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Funny at all. Good safety tip. Don't do any of that stuff. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi. Uh, welcome. 888 So, uh, driverless car seems to have resonated with some. <laughs> it seems to be maybe a little... Uh, there might be some backlash <laughs> on, on the driverless car thing um, simply because there seems to be some potential for problems. For instance... You know, they could shut down your car anytime they want. Would they? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not now. Maybe you don't think you're doing anything wrong, but they do. So that kind of flies in the face of, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. What do I care if they do that? You're not the one who decides if you're doing something wrong. That's the problem there. Also, do you trust the safety of it? Because right now, I, I don't. Maybe in five or ten years after we see it work for a long time and Traffic accidents go down by 80%. Maybe then you do trust it. 
But there's a lot of things that would have to be ironed out. Also, this is an amazing story. Uh, It shows what kind of company Costco is. Jeez, a woman returned a Christmas tree to Costco warehouse um, after they used it for the entire Christmas season. I'm sorry, what now? Uh, A woman in California put their return policy to the test when she returned her dead Christmas tree and got a full refund. So she bought the Christmas tree at Costco, used it for the entire Christmas season. It eventually died, of course. So, uh, you know, it was a, it was an actual, it was a real tree. And then uh, after they were done with it, returned it to Costco, got a full refund. Holy cow. Wow. See, now I don't know if, is that just someone at customer service that just. That's pretty amazing customer service. That is unreal. How do you do that? Uh, w- woman in line at Costco, totally nonchalant, returned her Christmas tree. Quote, because it is dead, unquote, on January 4th, he wrote. And this was a guy on Facebook that was standing in line behind her. Right. He says, I saw the whole thing go down with my own two eyes about 30 minutes ago. If I didn't see it, I wouldn't have believed that someone had so little moral value or lack of conscience. The man claimed that Costco employees did confirm she bought the tree at their store and gave her the refund. Wow. He said she was uh, she was shamed to a small degree, but wrote, "I don't think it faced her because she had no conscience." Wow! So they must have said, "Well, you did you you used it the whole Christmas season?" <laughs> yeah, but it's dead, Pat. It's dead now. Listen, okay, but you used it the whole time. Yeah, but it's dead now. Okay, no. okay. all right. Here's your money Here, now. Listen, I mean, what a company that would do that. Though. I That's love Costco. Kind of impressive. I did something. I won't <laughs> say it's too similar, but. I bought about a half a dozen bushes, and mm-hmm. then it rained nearly every day after for about four weeks here in North Texas. We had that terrible flooding uh, mm-hmm. a few springs ago, and I heard about how they take anything back. And I thought, okay, this is ridiculous. They won't be taking these back. But and you I, tried. And I was fully expecting to walk out of there with just six dead bushes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I took them up there, and um, I had the barcodes and everything, and they gave me my money back. Wow. Because they said, yep, they had died, yeah. And apparently I wasn't the only one who had been doing that. So Costco, thank you. Seriously. I'm going to take back some mostly eaten steak <laughs> for a full refund. Yeah, I didn't like this. Yeah, I ate everything but the gristle, but I uh, I didn't like it. I want my 34 bucks back for the three steaks I just ate. I didn't like them. <laughs> Hopefully they don't make you puke them out right there. I can't return just an empty bag to the manufacturer, sir. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three Elizabeth in Wisconsin. Welcome to the Blaze. Hi, hi, hi Pat and Keith. Um, I just wanted to make a comment. You were talking mm-hmm. before the Jeffy segment about how if there was like a transporter, like on Star Trek, yeah, that you'd be okay with that, right? Um, I wanted to bring to your mind the old documentary, The Fly. <laughs> if you recall, um... the scientist was. Um, Trying to do something similar, try brings to make something like the transporter, and uh, and the fly got into the transporter with him, right? And the molecules were mixed. Yes, and the molecules were mixed, and he came mm. out with a fly head, and he couldn't kiss <laughs> his wife or anything. And I think he had a fly hand too. Yeah, and he, I think he projectile vomited quite a bit because that's what flies I, apparently do. 
Yes, yes, he did that too. So I just, um, you know, (laughs) I wanted to just bring that to mind and just, you know, let you know if you, if they happen to come up with a transporter Mm -hmm. like that, um, Mm -hmm. I would not be taking my dog to the vet. (laughs) That's a very good point. Thank you, Elizabeth. (laughs) That was a chilling documentary if you ever saw it. A guy who looked like Jeffrey Goldblum okay. was uh, was in that documentary. They filmed him as he did this just horrible accident. What it's, happened? It's exactly. not really unfortunate. Well, as she said, it was like a transporter, but uh, a fly flew into it while he was being transported and his molecules being changed. Huh. And so the molecules of the fly mixed with his, okay. and he became a human fly. That's creepy. Very creepy. It was really strange. Uh, it's not pleasant. Did they air that documentary on PBS? I uh, I don't think it's ever been on PBS, hmm. uh, but it's a very good cautionary tale that you might check out sometime. <laughs> okay. Linnell in Utah, welcome to the blaze. Uh, hey Pat, you guys hey. cracked me up. <laughs> I love those. I love those documentaries. There's a lot of really good yeah. ones like uh-huh. that. There really are. <laughs> there really is. Oh, and I gotta tell you, I love your opening music, man. <laughs> Thank you. Good stuff. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, so I've ca- I'm the truck driving uh, caller who calls in because I listen to you guys every day. Bless you for doing and, that. And um, I was going to tell you that uh, probably a lot of folks don't realize that there's on the trucks, the, the um, semi trucks. There's a lot of they call it collision mitigation uh, equipment, and so it's automated stuff. Mm. And it's and supposed it to keep, is it is, supposed to keep you from colliding with other cars? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh, okay. It, it is uh-huh. it's supposed to. But it doesn't. And it doesn't, It no. And it <laughs> malfunctions all the time. And oh, uh, what happens, there's a couple of things. You were talking about um, the speeding thing. Yeah. So one of the things that it will do is, for instance, I, I could be, I like to drive at night. So, um I could be driving through a town that normally a speed limit's 50 miles an hour, but there's a, a school zone. So there's a speed sign that says 25. So what happens is the truck, because I got it on cruise, will slam on the brakes. Yep. And that's not good. It no. Because uh, it's got to slow you down quickly that, to get down to 25 or 20 in the school zone, right? Exactly. Yep, wow. Exactly. And it's, there's no warning. A lot of times there can be no warning. Sometimes it sees shadows. So then all of a sudden, again, it will slam on the brakes and all these warning lights and sirens go off inside the cab. Um, I might mention that it's really distracting as a driver to have your truck out of control like that. It's crazy. Uh, And uh, dangerous in the ice, that kind of thing, too. What? um, How many of the trucks are equipped this way? All of them? Well, most of the big companies, I work for a big company, they have that. There's cameras that are um, uh, located uh, up on the front. So it can tell if you're floating over to um, the center line or the shoulder line, and it'll set off an alarm and let you know. Um, And, you know, some of those things can be good. It has a distance um, warning also, and so, again, it'll take over the controls of the truck and start uh, hitting the brakes. And even though you, as a conscious human being, can see that somebody's taking an exit, 
it still overrides what you are doing. Wow. And you don't have wow. control of the truck. Terrible. And it's really scary at times. So, especially on ice and snow. Yeah, that's, Linnell, you just mentioned that, and I wanted to follow up. Does the truck, does it have any understanding of ice and don't pump the brakes in this, you know, area because it's icy? I mean, does it have any kind of recognition like that in real space? It, well, it'll tell me, so I get a message when it's freezing conditions, but um, it, it, it doesn't that I'm aware of. I'm a still fairly new driver. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been uh, off the trainer truck for nine months, and it's really unnerving and uh, it's distracting. And and you can't it, turn it off. It, no, it's it's company mandated because oh, wow. um, you know outcries of of truckers and accidents and that kind of stuff. But in reality, eighty percent of accidents involving semi-trucks are uh, the cause of the four-wheeler, the civilian car. Right. So, But they blame it all on the truckers. And so they add all these things that are supposed to make it safer. But, you know, there's, there's, and then there's the opposite times where I can see up ahead around a curb because I'm higher that traffic is stopped, but my truck can't see that. And uh, because the camera's lower, and so it's just barreling along. I got it on cruise, and I take it off cruise way in advance because I can see something it can't see. So it can't prepare for the other things that, as a human, you're able to, to you know, yeah. discern. And I don't know how they would so, ever, I, how would they ever overcome that? I, I, I don't, I, I don't know how I that's possible. I don't know. Possible. I mean, even... Even just the, you know, like I said, shadows. Sometimes it'll, uh, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. all the red lights on my dash go off and warning signs saying, you know, a, a collision is imminent, and there's nothing there. Nothing. <laughs> Jeez. Not wow. a tumbleweed, not anything. That's and bizarre. So that's already mm-hmm. out there. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So, and I got to tell you, Foreigner. Foreigner. Mm-hmm. I went to their uh, first concert I ever went to was uh, Foreigner 4 in 1980 at the Spokane Coliseum. Oh, wow. Oh, I bet that was good. It was awesome. Yeah, I bet that was oh, good. Oh, it was fantastic. I think, I think I got some sweat. I was down in front. I got some sweat. From, from the band? From, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a little too much information, but thank you for it. Thanks, Linnell. Be Appreciate safe it. out there. Be safe. <laughs> Yeah, I you know I know when my car does some automatic things, it, it has that proximity warning. Does yours do that too, where it no. beeps if you're three feet close, or you know, and then it no, turns my red. vehicles are very old. So so it does that, and then it's got the automatic uh, 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 headlights that are on high beam, and then it'll it'll go to low beam when a car is approaching it, supposedly. And I hate, but it's tricked all yeah. the time by yeah. little little reflectors that are on mailboxes and whatever else. And so it turns it turns down, not that it's a big deal because it just goes to dim, but it turns down when it doesn't need to. And so you know these things can be tricked all the time. They're not humans. They don't understand what they're looking at, these sensors. So unless they can overcome all of those issues, you're going to have a real problem if you don't have a steering wheel and a brake paddle in your car right i mean let's let's get 
these grocery store checkout automatic uh, checkout things to be smart enough to understand the nuances of life like that. Like if I set something on top of the shelf, don't tell me put it in my buggy. No, I went on top of the shelf and it thinks, oh my gosh, please put your bag in. Oh, yeah. I just we're not. I mean, we're, we're not on there the yet. precipice, but yeah. we're not there yet. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. By the way, you've heard us talk about Prager University. They make these five minute educational vi- videos that are done by the, some of the greatest minds alive today. Videos are accurate, they're entertaining, and they provide understanding for the viewer on uh, topics ranging from current events to the history of our country. Some of the videos explain the easy to understand ways about complex issues that we face today. So as part of Mercury One's leadership and education initiatives, we're partnering with PragerU now to help bring these videos to you uncensored through their webpage and to also help support them financially so that they can continue to make more great educational videos at mercuryone.org slash PragerU. mercuryone.org slash PragerU. You can access their YouTube channel and just learn. One of Mercury One's ambassadors, Joy Via, has uh, has one on there about standing for the national anthem that uh, we definitely think you need to watch. There's a ton of these. Go to mercuryone.org slash PragerU. Wow. Proud to partner with them. I uh, lean heavily on those for homeschooling. They're oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. They, they really are good. They really are. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Been talking about these... Uh, driverless cars that GM is introducing and they they say that their goal is to next year release a large fleet of driverless taxis which seems way way too soon um also though Maxine Waters wants uh, President Trump impeached still uh but she's got more strong reasoning behind her now um because uh, he actually uh, name-called countries. He called countries certain names, you know, like crap hole, not the exact word he used. And he's been disrespecting women, she says, and for that he can be impeached. So I guess that is grounds for high crimes and misdemeanors now, if you've called someone a name. I think that's in that good and plenty clause we were discussing earlier. I think it is, yeah. Well, we're going to check. We haven't looked again to specifically determine exactly what's in there. Uh, but she says Donald Trump is a racist and indecent man with no good values who is woefully unfit and undeserving of the office he serves. It sounds like she's describing herself there. <laughs> uh, he's a deeply flawed human with no understanding of public, public policy. Uh, Donald Trump is an embarrassment and a national disgrace. Members of Congress have a responsibility to the American people and our democracy to impeach him. Yeah, again, we're not a democ- We're not, not a democracy. Why can't our representatives understand that? 
she concluded that Congress has a constitutional responsibility to impeach him without delay. Jeez. Wow. So, so um, oh, we've got, who's that now <clears throat> saying that Trump is a... Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters. Okay, just curious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maxine Waters would know. And nobody knows like Maxine Waters. Is good. Am I right? Grief. Yeah. Uh, nobody knows, like this person. And guess what this liberal would be all about? Uh, this liberal will be, be all about, about uh, socializing. Socializing. Uh, oh, uh, 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 you know, basically. Would be about. Would be about, uh, basically. Basically. You know, just taking, taking over. over. And and, and government, uh, government running, running all of your companies. All of your comp- companies. <laughs> That's the person who wants Donald Trump impeached. Okay. All right. Perfect. Uh, Pete in Indiana, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, oh, how are you, Pat? Doing good. Um, the one thing I wanted to bring up that I've never heard anybody comment on mm. is when you made the comment about the buggy industry fighting the, the car industry, that it was going to yeah. put them out of business. Right. Well, back then, the people, when the buggy industry went out, they could go get a job building a car. Right. Now, if AI comes to fruition... And AI has access to robotics; it would be self-perpetuating. So, what would a human being do if they were replaceable by a computer and robotics? Yeah, they as wouldn't be driving. Work. Yeah, they just they, the, all those driver positions would be would be gone. Yeah, driver positions would be gone. Manufacturing mm-hmm. positions would be gone. Essentially, it would make a human being essentially worthless. And there's the old adage. Um, idle hands do the devil's work. So what would we as a society find purpose in doing? You can't do your hobby every day. Right. So I, yeah. I just, I've never heard anybody speak to it about that. They always use the adage of um, you'll just have to find something else to do or adapt. Well, if computers are able to do everything and have access to the robotics to self-perpetuate themselves, mm-hmm. what would we do as people? Appreciate the call. Thanks, Pete. Well, there's a there's a story on the Drudge Report about just that today, hmm. about the fact that we face a very bleak future if what is predicted about AI comes to pass because it will <clears throat> decimate jobs okay. and people will have nothing to do. More free time. And then it brings about a dystopian society completely depressed because well, they're not actually doing something with their life no you'll have more time to make challenge videos and eat detergent pods you're all that's true so yeah, it's also true everybody wins <laughs> or as nancy pelosi says we can quit our jobs and uh become artists that's right remember that that's what the healthcare law was going to allow yes. us to do you can quit and just become an artist and try that for a while see how that works out how many how many uh, portraits have you painted since Obamacare became law? Uh, not as many as you'd probably suspect. Like if you suspect one, that's mm-hmm. too many. That's, that's not, too many. Not not even one. No. Uh, Dominic in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey guys. Hey. How you doing? Good. Uh, first off, absolutely love the show. You Thank you. Great. Appreciate it. No problem. Um, so I own a a small cybersecurity firm. And with the autonomous vehicles, the the biggest concern, obviously, that I have is the fact that you cannot produce a piece of technology that's completely invulnerable to any attack. It's just a matter of mm. of when, not if. Um, you know, it's it's an arms race, right? So you yeah. you try to build up a better defense, and then eventually there's just something that's going to get through. Like if we look at what happened with um, 
Intel and AMD, these these two massive chip producers, just uh, a few weeks ago, uh, a massive vulnerability that's existed for nearly 20 years was found um, that allowed for a big exploit. So I don't want to be sitting in an autonomous vehicle when it gets hacked. Um, I don't either. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I, I get the proponents of, of these vehicles are going to say, oh, well, that's going to be a small percentage of the time. But, again, that doesn't matter if it's you. So Right. So but, you're yeah, saying that, you can't you and you cannot secure the cars 100% from attack, right, and from being hacked. That's correct. just that's if, impossible. If, if, right. I mean, anytime there's anything persistently connected to a network of any kind, um, there's a, there's a way to get through. I mean, look at what's happened with our government, right? Um, mm-hmm. We've had very, various pieces of infrastructure um, attacked and, you know, social security numbers leaked and all that fun stuff. Um, so it, it's really, it's just a matter of, of when, unfortunately. Yeah, that's... So I, I, I definitely, I, just to put things in perspective, I, I won't even bring an Alexa or, or Google Home into my house. So there's definitely no way I'm going to oh, really? get one of these. Yeah. Um, is that because, I mean, do you suspect they're recording c- continually or you just don't want yeah, them recording I mean, you at all? If if it can, if it has a microphone um, and it mm-hmm. has the ability to respond to a voice command, then that means it's it's always listening, right? Right. Um, well, yeah. It's just waiting. It's always it's just waiting to trigger based on your command. And again, if it's connected to a network, it, it can be attacked. So that's a good point. And you know, maybe it doesn't have to be attacked. There could come a time when the government. It turns on us. No. I mean, it's... Stop it. It's almost unthinkable, I I grant you. I won't even entertain the thought, (laughs) sir. Thanks, Dominic. So, you know, maybe it's not even a company doing it to you. Maybe it's not even a terrorist. Maybe it's your own government doing it. And that's, I mean, haven't we always sort of been leery of that? You, You want a healthy sort of skepticism toward the government. You don't want to just trust them implicitly. Certainly the founders didn't. And that's why they put in the safeguards they did into our system. Because they know that uh, man is corruptible. And a lot of times, you know, that happens at, at the highest level of government. And then they oppress the people. So that's what you're always on the lookout for. 888 uh, Pat Grand Leashed. Also, we got to tell you... Um, the amazing story of the family that uh, cheered their their son when he came out as as gay, uh, and then he did the unthinkable, and they just couldn't go there with him. He became a Republican. Okay, and then, now what? And happened? then they had to make a pariah out of him. Of course, I mean, you can't let a Republican into your house. No, I mean you know. Inclusion and diversity only goes so far. <laughs> Am I right? Right? More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. I mean, you know, Republican. No, thank you. No. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And we're on Twitter, too, at Pat Unleashed. Uh, got this from Henry. Pat, that's how Costco does business. They had a woman return a, a Christmas tree after Christmas. It was dead. Uh, we were talking about it. They took it back and gave her a full refund. Uh, my mother returned a landline phone that broke after having purchased it at Costco five years before. What? And they happily replaced it. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, Marsha Lee Deal. I'm from Minneapolis, Maryland. As for Chelsea Manning running for U.S. Senate in Maryland, still laughing my head off. <laughs> Good. Myosha says, I'm convinced the self-driving cars would drive every conservative to, to the police or in front of DNC firing squads. <laughs> no thank you. <laughs> Hashtag no thank you. Uh, let's see. This from Miniature Painter. Uber has self-driving cars in Pittsburgh. And they shut them down over the weekend because of snow and ice. Apparently, they're not safe in bad weather. I bet that. You got to believe that's true, right? Most humans don't know how to drive in bad weather, let alone a computer. Uh, from Gary, we've seen, we've all seen the documentary iRobot, and remember when Will Smith went to actually drive the car, nothing good happened. Yeah. How can how can we trust self-driving cars not to crash when choo-choo trains are on rails, but they still crash? Rather often recently, too. Uh-huh. Good points. Good points, all. 888 Uh Let's go to Brandy in Ohio. Hey, Brandy. Yes, hi. You're a fine girl. Uh, what a good wife. <laughs> you yes. But my say life, it. my lover, my lady. Don't say it. Is the sea. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Hey, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling about the Chelsea Manning thing. I'd okay. like to know how it... I'd like to know how it's okay for her being a felon. She can run for Senate, but anybody mm-hmm. else who's got a felony can't go out and get a regular job because they have a felony on the record. Yeah. I can't even go out and get a job at McDonald's because I have a felony on my record, but they're going to let that it go and get a job at the Senate? Yeah. How is that fair? I know. It's how not. Is that, it's not. You can't even get on a temp service if you have a felony on your record. I you can't go and get a job anywhere if you have a felony, but they're going to let that thing run for Senate. <laughs> but, Brandy, you're such a fine girl. What kind of felony did you commit? I was in drugs. Oh, okay. You were in drugs. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but wow. I have been clean for nine years. Wow. But I still can't go and get a job at McDonald's or any place else because I have a felony on my record. Nine years later, I still can't go and get a good job yeah, because that's... I have felonies on my record. That's really, it's hard. It is hard. Uh, and but yet they're going to let her run for Senate and it's okay? And she was in jail, she was in prison for treason? Are you flipping kidding me? Yeah, I know. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brandy. Uh, although she was pardoned by the President of the United States, Barack Obama, which makes it all okay, I guess. Was it a pardon, though, or was it a commutation? I don't remember. Uh, Obama got her out, that's for sure. He... He either pardoned or commuted the sentence of uh, Chelsea Manning. Mm-hmm. Commuted. Uh, commuted. Okay. Wow. So, so not even a pardon. So not even a pardon. So the felony would still be yeah. on a record. But we and didn't... she's right for treason. Right. I mean, come on. Which they didn't call it that, though. Otherwise, I don't think, I don't know if you can pardon. I guess you probably could as president. You can pardon pretty much anybody. Yeah, apparently the Constitution does allow U.S. citizens who have a criminal record to run for Congress, but state laws can be different. The only qualifications to run for U.S. Senate in Maryland is to be? A U.S. citizen. U.S. citizen, 
uh, for at least nine and years. And you got to be if you're going into the Senate, you got to be 35, right? Uh, 30 for 30. Senate. So it's 25 for Congress, Senate? 30 for Senate, and 35 okay. for President. That's right. I uh, just live in the state wow. at the time of the election. Um, so basically, state laws will allow um, felons, convicted Jeez. felons, and that's apparently also how Amazing. in Arizona Joe Arpaio is running. And then, as as Brandy said, she has a felony conviction, can't even work at McDonald's. But Chelsea Manning, on the other hand, can run and maybe even be elected to the U.S. Senate. How does that? It's not fair, right? You can't even. You can't make that uh, a decent argument. There, there isn't one there. Uh, Daniel in Florida, welcome to the Blaze. Hi. Hey there, Pat. Hey. Uh, quick side thing wasn't what I originally called about, but tell uh, Brandy if you're listening. True Green it only cares if you've had a felony within the last seven years. Who is and, that? Who uh, is that again? True Green. True Green. And spring hiring is coming up. If she's willing to work hard, she can make a heck of a living. Okay, that's great. Thank you for that. Anyway, so what, on to what I originally called about. I got three quick things here, okay? Okay. First things first. Maxine Waters is a dingbat, and mm-hmm. if she doesn't like hearing that, she's welcome to try to impeach me for it. Okay. okay. Second, yeah, I don't know why you're so surprised about an automated uh, taxi fleet. I mean, the, the documentary Total Recall told us Johnny <laughs> Cab was coming. So, I forgot about that. Real. Yeah, yeah. So, and finally... <laughs> Uh, finally, I'm an idiot because I forgot what the third thing was. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, the first two were good enough. I mean, we can let you off the hook for the third. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it. Although Arnold Schwarzenegger in that documentary didn't he tear the Johnny Cab driver out of the Johnny Cab? Huh? Yeah, and then I think he took control of it. So you're onto something. Somehow, uh, you do have the ability in that documentary to take control of a vehicle, and I don't think in real life we're going to be able to. So. Uh, Gary in Utah, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. I just got an opposing view. It'd be nice to have no car insurance, no maintenance, no registration, mm-hmm. no fees of that sort. It's just I, I want a car to pick me up at 715, take me here, and come back and pick me up at 11 o'clock and not have to ever worry about seeing that car again. No, there'd definitely be advantages, and that's how they're going to sell this thing, right? Because of the convenience, because of the advantages, because of the cost savings. Uh, and there's going to be a lot to make it attractive. There's just some of these other issues that taint it a little bit if you're worried about them. But you're right. There'd be some great advantages. There really yeah. would. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Gary. Uh, it just depends on whether or not you think things could go south with this system. And I personally think it could go very, very south with this system. Um, writing in The Federalist, small business owner and Los Angeles resident Adam Levine says his family was completely accepting when he told them he's gay. But when he told them he had become a Republican, he nearly lost them. He's been shunned by lifelong friends and excluded from social gatherings. Their reactions left him feeling like a pariah. He says, I'm not a sex offender, but a number of my friends no longer have time to see me. Lifelong acquaintances now regard me with fear and distrust. I've been unfriended in mass on social media and excoriated by friends who deign to remain. And I've been singly excluded from social gatherings where the rest of my family was invited. No, I am not a sex offender. I'm something even worse than that. I'm a Donald Trump supporter. (laughs) 
Levine goes on to explain that the indoctrination by his liberal Jewish family started early. His dad was a Democratic congressman who took him on camping trips to Death Valley to hang with celebrities trying to protect California's deserts. He says he learned the Black National Anthem before the Star-Spangled Banner. Hmm, I didn't know there was a Black National Anthem. Uh, He was told Republicans were evil, racist, sexist, homophobic, gun clingers that wanted to rid the U.S. of blacks and homosexuals. So when Levine told his parents he was gay at 20, uh, they were duly overjoyed. (laughs) Now, I can see accepting it. Why would you be overjoyed? I I don't know. Good! You're not hetero. We hate heterosexuals. (laughs) You're heterosexuals yourself. Right, but nobody, you shouldn't be. It's not even cool to be hetero now. You're actually pretty hip. It's kind of where we are. Um, He says, when in my adulthood, the liberal policy agenda became problematic for me. I found myself at a loss. I began to raise questions with my family and friends, and I was met with resistance. It was not because my concerns were particularly inappropriate. I was just not supposed to question anything at all. One could disagree with nuances, but the judgment of the president or the party, but not them. Period. The irony of this apparent intolerance for diversity of thought by the party claiming to be champion of rights, undeserved by the status quo, was not lost on me. For the first time in my progressive life, standing up for the values that I most strongly espouse, truth, morality, self-reliance, boundaries, tolerance, and a healthy dose of Jewish skepticism, was damaging my reputation and character. When I publicly opposed my dad's support of the Iran deal, I was admonished. I had few friends with whom I could have a civil political conversation. One stopped all communication with me for two weeks because Trump won the presidency. So he goes on to describe how he felt uncomfortable at family gatherings because they devolved into uh, groups of Trump bashers. He didn't even feel right about going to a pride festival because it was fused with the resist march. And that's for sure. Remember that? All the... Mm -hmm. All the gay pride parades became anti-Trump things. I was labeled a white supremacist by a friend I've known my entire life. Still, he couldn't escape the worldview that felt so plainly obvious to me, logically and experientially. The Affordable Care Act has made medical treatment of my bipolar disorder more expensive than ever. Under the nuclear agreement, Iran flagrantly continues to enrich uranium and fund terrorist activities. As a small business owner, I'm regularly assaulted with financial crushing, financially crushing, nonsensical red tape and bureaucracy, much implemented as lip service to environmental protection. With few exceptions, every one of my good friends feels more economically hopeless after the recovery than before. And abject homelessness on the streets of my beloved city has swelled to egregious levels. Yeah, but you can't point that out now. I mean, you don't, you don't really think you could point that out. So Levine says he discovered Fox News for the first time and other conservative outlets and found himself agreeing more often than not. But the straw that broke the camel's back, he says, was Harvey Weinstein. The media outlets that had enabled and covered up his indiscretions for years were the same major public voices for the Democrat Party the self-proclaimed party of workers and women's rights. The game was up. Two and two could no longer be five. I reached my threshold where no amount of hypothetical Republican bigotry or greed could approach the magnitude of hypocrisy, 
corruption, or criminality I saw rotting the Democrats to the core, I finally jumped ship. Wow. So what has he learned since his Republican Party uh, conversion? I found out almost immediately that the Republican Party is not evil. Only, it's not only not evil, but populated with nice, intelligent, humble people. I'm now certain that I can be a gay Jewish Republican and still be a good person and a useful citizen. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> wow. Just a little bit uh, of intellectual wow. honesty. I, that, and it's, that's hard to find. Mm-hmm. That's hard to find. But it's nice that somebody who was beaten down with that stuff his whole life and then finally came to the realization, wait a minute, everything they're saying to me is wrong. And then you're ostracized for it. And then you can't think any differently than they can. And then for you to realize that, though, and realize that they're not the ones who really accept diversity and who really are in t- are tolerant, when you finally come to that realization, most people just ignore it. But he didn't. And, and he made the switch. And, Good for him. And losing family and friends Amazing. over it. Yeah, it's really hard. Goodness. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three, more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. Did you hear that? Glenn said, damn. Nuh-uh. He said, damn. Yeah. I think he meant darn. Must have slipped there. 888 uh, It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, what a weird, weird day. Uh, what a scary day. It must have been for Hawaiians. Was it Saturday, I think, when the uh, was. false alarm went off? Mm-hmm. There were, here is, uh, it was at the EAS Alarm went off during a soccer game being broadcast in Hawaii. Uh, Check this out. Tell me this isn't The U.S. Pacific Command has detected a missile threat to Hawaii. A missile may impact on land or sea within minutes. This is not a drill. If you are indoors, stay indoors. If you are outdoors, seek immediate shelter in a building. Remain indoors well away from windows. If you are driving... Pull safely to the side of the road and seek shelter in a building or lay on the floor. We will announce when the threat has ended. This is not a drill. Wow. That's that's spooky. <laughs> I mean, that being said, it was Jeez. broadcast during that soccer game and it was blazing yeah. one to nothing. You wouldn't have to worry about how that boring fest ended. But anyway, continue. Sorry. Anyway, uh, if you're indoors, stay indoors and just be incinerated by the nuclear blast. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, not a problem. If you're indoors and there's a nuke coming, I'm not sure that's going to be a lot of protection for you, but wow, pretty chilling. How long? It took them, what, 38 minutes, I think? Yeah. To so realize I that guess this went knew. out and fix it? Yeah, they knew pretty quickly that it was false, but it took them a while to get that out there. Jeez. 38 minutes passed. And I like to think of myself as a very prepared guy. But when I think of myself as being prepared. Yeah, if that, think of that. <laughs> if it goes off and it's for real, what yeah. are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do? I have extra toilet paper. I mean, seriously, I would be like, see, yeah. I am prepared for, 
I like to think of myself as prepared for like an EMP as much mm -hmm. as you could possibly be, et cetera, et cetera. You know, stuff like that. Things you can, mm -hmm. but like if there's like a missile coming to you and you have moments mm -hmm. to respond, that I don't know I'm so yeah, prepared I, for. I have no idea where to take the family in, the, in that eventuality. Where do you go in 38 minutes or 30? It's on the way and it could be here in 13, 30 minutes. 13 minutes 13 you would minutes? have North Korea to Hawaii. Jeez. And that's a, so we don't so know North how Korea long it to trigger Texas. the alarm. Russia to Texas mm -hmm. would be about 30 minutes, maybe 35 or 40. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever it would be, I wouldn't know what to do. Right, and you I would have to, to go. And you already lose some of that time <clears throat> based on when they pick it up and start broadcasting that message. Right. So, yeah, but right. seriously, what do you do? I, I, I literally, on, on Saturday, I was feeling really stressed for the people of Hawaii because I mean, you, you bend you, over and kiss your butt goodbye uh, good <laughs> that's what you do so you, you, <laughs> welcome everybody you, good morning you, traffic and weather together every three minutes on the force coming up this hour okay. and every hour that we're doing uh the program good morning <laughs> no but the, read the tweets and stuff from people in closets and in bathtubs i don't know how oh, they freaked out and i mean I, there I would people be doing wailing the same and time. screaming and crying and running around like chickens with their heads cut off. I don't. I don't know. But the, I mean, you would be right. You'd yeah. be scared out of your mind. Yeah. It, it. You know what? It reminded me of. And I'm sure you're gonna roll your eyes here. Look for the video by Snow Patrol. They did a song called Chocolate. Snow Patrol Chocolate. And it's all these people running around expecting doomsday. And then the clock. That's, that's what I continue yeah, to think go. of is here Snow Patrol. Here's your butt goodbye. I mean, <laughs> I continually think of Snow Patrol's video when I think of Chocolate. things like this. Check it out. Yeah, it's what how it's what Hawaii went through on Saturday. All right, okay. Check that out. <laughs> Stop. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, I was thinking of one, uh, maybe one bright spot in the driverless car situation when you got when you have an autonomous car without a steering wheel. That ends the backseat driving of my wife. I think that might be almost benefit enough to say, yeah, let's do it. Let's just do it. Okay. Oh. That I don't have to hear it anymore. I just don't, I don't have to hear it. You're too close to the line. Why are you too close? You're over. You're going too fast. You need to slow down. You need to turn here. Go turn here. Not there. Oh, it, it, it would at least, it would at least end that. Right, because then you got no control over it. I'm just—we're going where the car takes us. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't do anything about it. How comfy it goes is your, where it goes? Is your couch, Pat? <laughs> is, it, is it is it nice and? Uh, yeah, it's fairly comfortable. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, it's fairly. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we got to tell you about uh, Jeff Bezos. He's announced that he's going to be donating thirty three million dollars to create college scholarships. Oh, great. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. My money's going to a good cause. Yes, it is. Oh, a right. thousand dreamers, illegal immigrants brought here into America by their parents. Sorry? What? what? Yeah. Apparently, there's no U.S. citizens who are deserving of this. It is only the dreamers who are deserving of this. The illegals who shouldn't be here, but they were brought here but through no fault of their no own. No fault. And they're better than Americans who... Better than my kids. Yeah. That's by far. Sure. Your kids don't deserve a Jeff Bezos... Uh, uh, scholarship at all although i've basically funded a scholarship with the amount of money i send to him yeah i mean isn't it amazing though why why are there really no american citizens who deserve something like this it's interesting to me uh and frustrating at the same time dan in hawaii welcome to the blaze 
Hey, Pat, Dan. Hey. I uh, just moved to Hawaii about seven months ago from Montana. Lived in Butte and <laughs> Wow, that's and, that's a different environment for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, and just kind of got compounded by the events of Saturday morning. I bet. Yeah. You want to talk about a pucker factor when you're just getting out of bed at eight oh seven in the morning and you have that come across your oh, cell phone. Oh man! So and then it's... have your nine year old son go, "What? I'm going to die today." Is that what he thought? Yeah. Oh, that's... And what my wife, my yeah. son, and I did, my wife closed the windows, which was ridiculous, and we went back <laughs> into the back bedroom where his room is and uh-huh. huddled together and said the, and said the rosary. Did that you really? Wow. So you guys really thought this was it. We're going we're gonna to die here. Let's just go pray now. That's about it. That's about all you can do when yeah. you have a government that tells you that's what is coming down upon you right now. That's amazing. So how long did it take before you got the all clear? This was just uh, a mistake. Was it 38 minutes? 35 minutes. 35 minutes. We're sitting on the ground. We think, thank goodness for the cell phone has our, our, uh, our rosary uh, recited on it. Uh-huh. That's what we did. We huddled with one another. Wow. And that was it. Wow. Uh, is anybody going to lose their job over this? Do you know? Cause... I doubt it. I doubt it. And, you know, having got, uh, discussed it over the last few days and cussed about it and everything else, at some point that seems rather trivial. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. You're probably just grateful no. that it wasn't actually real at this point. Well, I mean, obviously the case. I mean, I worked in radio in Montana. I knew the EBS system and the whole nine yards. So it's yeah. kind of... Uh, been ingrained in me over the years i never thought that i'd actually have to turn to my son and said i don't know wow i can't even imagine what that's like that's that's amazing uh appreciate appreciate the call pretty hard to compensate yeah i guess yeah for a nine-year-old oh yeah that's tough yeah and and i heard that the Mm. best place to be is in the center of a large building uh is as low to the ground as you can be so like a basement Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, okay, Dallas. A basement which doesn't exist. They don't exist here. Anywhere in the DFW. Right. Yeah. Um, we, can't, uh, we can't have basements here because of the water table. Like, literally, so, what would you do Like in I, Dallas? I don't know. I really don't know. I have no idea how I'd react. I think what you do is bend over and kiss your butt goodbye. <laughs> That's about all you can do. Good morning, everybody. Uh, traffic <sighs> and weather coming up together uh, every four minutes on the threes. Uh, we'll get to that in just a few minutes. That's all you're going to Also, the surf report coming up in a few minutes as well. High tide today at uh, 2 huh. o'clock this afternoon. Well, that doesn't matter because, I mean, there's an incoming <laughs> missile. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. That's irrelevant information. That's irrelevant. Yeah, for, for the kids, I can't imagine. That had to be so traumatic. Parents got to be pissed. But maybe it's a wake-up sign. Wake-up yeah, call. We could, we could start thinking of how to... Deal with this before it happens. Right. You can make a positive out of it yeah. for sure. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. We'll use that tomorrow. And uh, see you then on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.